Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Friday. That's a good thing. We've been working towards this all week long, and now we're here. We've got four hours of the Dave Ellswick Show for you. We'll get you a home. We'll try to do it safely, give you some interesting and entertaining talk along the way. And we've got some guests today, so it's going to be a lot of fun. going to have a lot of fun. If you have legal questions, any kind of legal questions. I'm talking about you got questions about trusts. You got questions about how do you set up a will. You got property questions. You've got, I don't know, uh, criminal questions, you know. if uh, Whatever your question might be that deals in the field of, of uh, legal ease, then between 4 and 6 today, Chris and Robert will be here to answer your questions. That's right. You get free my favorite four-letter word that starts with an F, free uh, information from two attorneys. Not one, two. One you know really well. You know Robert Steinbach really good. He's going to be here, and then Chris Corbett's going to be here as well. And uh, he is an outstanding attorney as well. So they'll both be in studio from four to six. Now, uh, here in the first hour, we'll go. I'll try to get you caught up on all anything new on the impeachment thing. Uh, I understand that they're going to have a two-week recess. They just got off of summer recess, for God's sakes, up the hill. They're they're going to take two weeks off now. You got another two weeks to come off. Uh, I guess this is fall recess, right? With, you know, since first day of fall was Monday, I guess they're going to get a couple of weeks off for fall. And then go home and watch the leaves fall off the trees and go hear from uh, the majority of people saying, you're doing what in the house? What? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of that. I'm just going to tell you right now. Uh, but uh, at 3 o'clock, Jessica Ditto will be with us. She is the deputy assistant to the president. Deputy Director of Communications, and she's going to be talking about the historic bilateral agreement that happened uh, earlier this week. And you go, what historic bilateral agreement? Because all you've been hearing about is impeachment. Well, big, big, big deal between Japan and the United States. If you're in the agriculture business here in Arkansas, you definitely going to want to hear what uh, she's going to talk about. So that's coming up. We're going to talk about that. 
335, I'm not sure who's going to join us, but it will be a veteran. They're going to be in northwest Arkansas this weekend because uh, this weekend's is the Blues and Barbecue. Was it Boots, Blues, and Barbecue? I think that's what it is. Uh, up there in Fayetteville. And these vets have a brand new bourbon that they're bringing out. And they're uh, they're going to bring it out up during this event. It's called America. You can't get any better than that. America. America bourbon. So we'll talk about, uh, you know, where the, we know where the name came from. But why that name, you know, how is their bourbon better than, you know, Maker's Mark or anybody else's burger uh, bourbon as well? So we're going to talk about that. Then four to six, we'll do uh, our time to talk about uh, things going on with uh, legal stuff. Again, you have a question uh, for le- uh, for their, our, our lawyers coming up between four and six. Here's what you do. You call in 8230965, 8230965, and they'll be happy to uh, answer your questions on by phone. Or if you'd rather, which some people rather do, because uh, they can't call from work or whatever, or maybe you want to send your question now so that I'll have it and you're at the front of the line, just send it to Dave at Salem LR. Dave at Salem, S-A-L-E-M-L-R dot com. So you'll want uh, to do that. Um, so, uh, we're looking forward to, to talking to you, uh, uh, about that. All right. So we'll keep all of that in, in mind with you. <sighs> you ready to talk a little bit about impeachment? We got, who do you got on the line there? Oh, they're calling early. They called early. Okay, well, tell me, what's the real name of the place? It's not, it is Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue. Okay, Bikes, not Boots. Okay, so Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue. I should have known. I I knew they had a bike thing that they did. All right, so we needed to get that straightened out. All right, let's start off with uh, Jay Sekulow. He's Trump's lawyer. He came out and said something that I found very interesting, so I dug up. Uh, the sound on this. I wanted to play it for you. Uh, he's hinting at there's some conspiratorial things going on. And, well, instead of me trying to explain it, let me him, him just tell you. Here's Jay Sekulow, cut number three. Took the transcript of yeah. the call with the Ukrainian president and put it in a secret, super secret, top secret, whoa, whoa, whoa. code you word mean, protected what, Steve, computer. I mean, think about that for a moment. The, the, the White House secured a call with the president right. of Ukraine. Yeah, but the and, whistleblower. And, and, and by the, the way, J, it's the, so secret and such a cover up. Here's the documents. Right. I mean, this is not. Right, but the, the, the whistleblower said that they put it in the super code word protected computer that well, they hardly ever put things in. The the. The whistleblower, or what I don't even like calling this individual a whistleblower, this individual that decided to spy on the president's conversation based on hearsay information, that's a better way of saying it. But whatever you want to do on that front, this individual had no first-hand knowledge of anything, nothing, had no idea, right. said it. So when you start with the witness saying, uh, Stephen Bryan, I have no knowledge of the events I'm depicting here, and I'm basing this on conversations I had with colleagues of mine, and I think they're trustworthy. Well, do you know if they heard it correctly? 
Well, I don't know, because I don't have first-hand knowledge. And do you think the whistleblower drafted that complaint? I mean, realistically, you think was that they drafted by the Interalaya? I mean, this, look at what the phraseology, the end notes and the footnotes. This wasn't drafted by a, uh, a, the, this, the, this individual. This was written by a law firm. And you know what? Right. The American people see it wow. for what it is. No one has the, right. nobody has the appetite Jay, for this real, anymore. Real they want to keep doing it. Call for a vote. That's why I tell Jerry Nadler and Adam Schiff. Call for a vote. Just go ahead and do it. All right. Well, there you go. Seculo saying that lawyers wrote up that uh, report that the uh, the whistleblower gave, and you know the whole thing about the uh, transcript of the phone call being in I don't know it, it sounds it kind of, it sounds to me like a um, who used to do the the whole thing about you know super secret and all that uh, I I it was a there was a television program on the they used to say I, you know, it was a double dog dairy and all that other stuff. Anyway, you know, so a super secret, you know, cross your heart, give them the scouts honor, salute, and all of that place to put this. And the only reason that they would do that, the only reason they would do that is because they were trying to hide it because they knew how bad it was. Let me give you a different reason. There have been more leaks for this administration than a seed. I'm just saying, something happens in the White House and it leaks out all the time. Does it not? Isn't that something that they've had to deal with constantly? So if you've had a conversation with a head of state it only makes sense to me that you put it somewhere that somebody's not going to take it and leak it. They don't even, I don't know. Maybe I'm naive or something, and I've been around this for a long time. I don't think I'm naive about it. I just think that uh, they made sure that nobody is going to leak stuff out. So uh, I don't know. I just think it's kind of – there's a whole lot of hubris going out, going there on right now about nothing about nothing this is taking uh, making a mountain out of a, a molehill best way i can say it that's going on right now and it's not sticking with the american public that's uh, that's the big thing right now so larry kudlow uh, chimed in on this as well and uh, i like larry a lot he's a straight speaker he used to have a talk show and uh, talked about the economy and stuff, which I listened to religiously because he has some really good insights about that. That's why, the, that's why the president has him on his economic team. Here's what he had to say. Cut number five. This morning. So my answer is no. Uh, there's no quid pro quo. There's no promises. There's no pressure. I mean, Zeleny said yesterday there was no pressure. Yeah, bottom line, there's no Quid pro quo. There's nothing there. Folks, if nothing was traded for anything, there's nothing there. <sighs> amazing. This whole thing is amazing to me. Well, I come back because we've got to get a break in. Uh, Congresswoman Gabbard from Hawaii seems to have kind of a level head about all of this. She made some statements earlier in the week. I didn't get to them. I, let me bring her up about this 
And then uh, she had some things to say about Warren as well that you need to, to hear as well. That's all coming up as we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, so Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard uh, is one of uh, the Democrats in the House that is not a yes vote on impeachment. There's about 12 or 13 Democrats that are saying, "Mm, don't count on me for a yes vote. Now, they have enough to get past, I think, what is it, 215 that they got to have to get impeachment started or, or whatever. That's if Pelosi holds a vote. She hasn't said if she is or when she is yet. So keep that in mind. But let's hear what Tulsi Gabbard has to say about this whole impeachment thing. Cut number seven. So let's get straight to the news. So we're hearing that Speaker Pelosi is announcing a formal impeachment hearing in in the coming hours. We know Trump plans to release this full transcript. He says unredacted transcript with his call with um, the the Ukrainian president. Do you where do you stand on impeachment right this very moment? Uh, Look, my position remains the same. I think that impeachment would be terribly divisive for our already very divided country. Even on an impeachment inquiry? I, I feel, I think Congress needs to exercise oversight over, uh, you know, the information that's been leaked. I think that it's important that this transcript is released to Congress uh, so that Congress can do its job. But I think impeach- the question of impeachment really would further tear apart an already divided country. I think it's important that Donald Trump is defeated. I believe I can defeat him in 2020. But it's the voters who need to make that choice unequivocally. But what do you make of this? I talked to one of them, seven um, freshman Democrats who've come out all with national security backgrounds. You know about that as a, as a veteran. And they're, they're pointing to national security as in this is a national security concern for their reasoning to now shift in the last 24 hours for an impeachment inquiry. Tell me why they're wrong. I think that these issues that are being raised are deeply concerning. I think it's important that we not deal in hypotheticals and actually look at this transcript. I think it's important that it is released and make decisions based on the facts. But I think also look at uh, the pragmatic next steps of what will follow. And my concern is for our country. Uh, You know, united we stand, divided we fall. It's important that Donald Trump is voted out of office by the American people. And I feel very strongly about that. What if when they look at the transcript, there is no um, there is no mention of money. Right. The the, the allegations that Trump withheld all these millions of dollars um, in exchange for, uh, you know, for personal gain. Mm -hmm. Um, If there is no quid pro quo in the transcript. Well, that's, again, that's why I think it's important that we actually look at... But the once they do, and it doesn't exist. Well, this is the problem. If the motivation is political and the evidence is not there for those who are calling for impeachment to continue to pursue that, that just proves how divisive this will be because then uh, whether it's Donald Trump supporters or Republicans, moderates, independents, they'll say, okay, gosh, guys, come on. This is politics as usual. You couldn't beat Trump in 2016. Now you're trying to do it through Congress, 
This is why it's so important but what about that the American people make this decision, that we as Democratic candidates for, for president make our case and, and defeat Donald Trump through the ballot box. If, if, if uh, some of my colleagues who are running for president don't think that they can do that, then maybe they shouldn't be running. But this is, this is the challenge and opportunity that we have before us. But what about the president just even wanting dirt, information, compromise on, on yeah. Joe Biden, his opponent? How, how is that not a violation of the Constitution? Trump has done and continues to do so many things that are deeply concerning for us. So as shouldn't a country. that be looked into? And, and further proof, Congress can and should look into it. And it further proves that Donald Trump makes decisions based on what's good for him and his own political power and his own political interests, rather than thinking about what's in the best interests of the people. And I give credit to the American people to be able to see that and to say, hey, look, no, we don't need this guy as president anymore. We need to have somebody in the White House who is going to put the interests of the American people and our country first. But That's the, why I'm but running. But if the president continues to break the law and continues to go unchecked by Congress, is that not a dereliction of duty? Congress can and should continue to exercise its oversight responsibility over President Trump and the executive branch. Would that be an that, impeachment inquiry? I think that impeachment is something that is a step that will divide the country and will be worse off for our country. And that's why I think the American people should make that choice. Yeah, she, she held her ground on that and has continued to say the exact same things throughout this week. Now, somebody asked her about uh, uh, Warren. And she didn't hold back about that either. Here's cut six. So you've been critical of Senator Harris in the past and even went so far as to question whether she was prepared to be commander in chief. We now see Senator Warren really rising in the polls. She's first in a lot of national polls and several uh, state polls as well, early state polls. Do you believe that she's prepared to be commander in chief? I haven't seen much come from her in the way of what kind of leadership and decision-making that she would bring uh, to that most important responsibility that the president uh, has mm -hmm. as commander-in-chief. Uh, and, and just as, as a soldier and an American, that, that's very concerning for me. So, yeah. you know, for voters, I think that's an important thing to look out for from everyone who's running for president is what kind of experience do you have in this area? What kind of depth and understanding do you bring to these very uh, nuanced and complex issues with how the United States is relating with other countries? Countries, what kind of leadership we're providing in the world and having the kind of foresight and judgment mm -hmm. that we've seen leaders from across both party lines have lacked for far too long that have brought us to this position where, you know, for, for all three of us, we've seen our country at war for uh, the vast majority of the years that we've been alive. There you go. That's Tulsi, Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard. I will just say she doesn't sound like she wears a clown costume, okay? The rest of the Democrats do. They all get in that little car and they come out on stage and they pile out and they roll around and they 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 got the horns with the the rubber balls on, you know, and all that uh, before they say all the stupid things they're going to say about Medicare for all and everything else that they uh, they come up with free college, uh, you know, just go on and on all the stuff that's going to cost trillions of dollars. Gabbard has not signed on to all of that i think she might be the most dangerous candidate out there but she can't get any traction because the left hates her number one she's military oh my god you know can't have a democrat that's got a military background now can we anyway that's uh 
where we're at with her. So she is going to be in the next uh, debate, though. Hopefully she'll get an opportunity to get in there and, and throw a few punches around. But she's one of the Democrats that has not agreed to vote for impeachment. So uh, she's, she's, a, she's an outliner, as we like to say. So know that about her. Uh, evidently, she's uh, from Hawaii but has not partaken of uh, some of the local fauna there. We'll take a break. Got more coming your way. All right, back with you. And uh, we've got more sound for you. Some of it about impeachment. Some of it about, like, your taxes are going to go up. Uh, Bernie Sanders has come out and has said, your taxes are going to go up if you make out over X amount of dollars. Is this going to happen so that you can have... uh, you know, health care, the way we want to do it. And then uh, Mark Stein will join us, and he talks uh, a little bit about the Biden-Ukraine corruption and uh, has a statement uh, that he has about about Biden personally. So we'll get to that uh, this half hour as well. Coming up at 3.06, when we get started in the 3 o'clock hour, we'll talk to Jessica Ditto. Uh, there's been a lot of news that's been covered up uh, by what has been going on with this impeachment stuff. And one of uh, those uh, big news items was the bilateral uh, trade agreement between uh, the United States and Japan that uh, the president uh, got uh, worked out with Prime Minister Sizo Abe or Ab or Abe. I'm not sure. What are you going to say? Oh, I thought you were going to say something to me, Zach. All right. But uh, anyway, we'll we'll get to get to that coming up at 3. 3.35, bikes, blues, and barbecue is happening up in northwest Arkansas. And there's a brand-new bourbon that's hitting the streets. Uh, not literally, but, I mean, it's being released during the uh, fun that they're having up there in northwest Arkansas, run by some vets, and we're going to talk to them. And at 4 o'clock till 6 o'clock, we're going to have Robert and Chris on to ask the attorneys where you can ask any legal question that you want to about any kind of law, family law, you know, divorce law. You know, you're fighting for your kids. You can ask about, you know, that kind of law. Wills, all kinds of, you name it, they'll answer it. Already, I got my first email in just a moment ago, and it's an interesting question. It really is. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's an interesting question. I never thought of it, and I think that uh, it'd be an interesting answer that the uh, person will get. It's an anonymous question. If you want to be anonymous, that's fine. You just tell me. Don't use my, my name, Dave, and I won't use your name. You can email your legal question to Dave at salemlr.com it's dave at salemlr.com you know up there in the you know what's it about line you know put legal or something like that lawyers or something like that and i'll know immediately that it's for our uh, legal beagles that are coming up at four o'clock all right senator ted cruz had some things that he wanted to say about trump's call and 
the transcript, and here's what the senator had to say. Did anything concern you? Well, look, I read the transcript carefully. I've read the entire whistleblower complaint, so-called whistleblower complaint. I got to say, the transcript sure didn't live up to its billing. So just a few days ago, the Democrats were breathlessly on TV saying, you're going to see an illegal quid pro quo. It's going to prove that. Well, you look at the transcript, there's no illegal quid pro quo in that transcript. The, 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 The president is asking another foreign leader to assist in investigating, number one, election interference into 2016. Now, now that investigating election interference into 2016 is, is a perfectly legitimate and appropriate law enforcement priority that the Democrats have been talking nonstop about Russian interference. I'm, I'm not sure why they somehow think Ukrainian interference shouldn't be examined. There you go. That's, uh, I agree with that. And just the other day, uh, yesterday, in fact, Pelosi brought up Russia again and said it may be tied into the Ukraine. Oh, here we go again. All right. Mueller cleared all that up. Remember, no collusion. Thank you very much. All right. Cut number four, Mark Stein. You may have heard Mark. Mark fills in from time to time uh, for Rush Limbaugh. A very astute talk show host. He's been on my show several times. Great guy. And he talked about the uh, Biden-Ukraine corruption since it was brought up about the phone call. Let's dig a little deeper. Here's Mark. Poor Joe Biden. He was already faltering in the polls. Now the Democratic Party's plan to impeach the president centers around a cushy deal that Biden's son got from the Ukrainians. So if Biden is the victim here, his party isn't quite acting like it. Last night, Biden admitted that in the middle of this dramatic test for American democracy, his best friend, his mentor, his closest pal in the world, Barack H. Obama, hasn't even bothered to call him at all. Have you heard from President Obama this week? No, I haven't. You have not? I have not. No. (laughs) You guys don't talk about this kind of stuff? No, we don't talk about this kind of stuff. Author and columnist Mark Stein has a keen eye for poignant moments like that, and he joins us tonight. So this made me, maybe more than anything I've ever seen, feel sad for Joe Biden. Here he's, he's running on the Obama legacy. Obama clearly doesn't like him, and they don't actually talk. So what does that tell you? Yeah, it it, uh, it says that uh, Democrats don't actually think uh, Joe Biden can go the distance and uh, impeachment, uh, we know, will not take out President Trump, but it seems almost certain, in fact, to take out Joe Biden, which is why not only uh, Obama, but uh, the Democrats running in 2020, all of them today uh, were gung-ho for impeachment and not one of them had a word to say in defense of Biden or his terrible, wretched, uh, prima facie corrupt son, Hunter. Well, this, I mean, I, I mean, Joe Biden, I guess I'm, I'm speechless because we called this very early on this show. Whoever mm. convinced Joe Biden to get into this race clearly hates Joe Biden because it could never have ended any other way but the way it's about to end, which is in total and utter humiliation at the end of a very long political career. No, when he ran 30 years ago, he was a narcissist then. So he always uh, self-aggrandized to a ludicrous degree, saying he came number one in his college course. 30 years on, he's self-aggrandizing about far more important issues. The defense of, uh, of Democrats is that, oh, yeah, Joe Biden may have said he got rid of this uh, prosecutor, but all the governments, every government in Europe wanted this prosecutor gone. That may be true. 
but the foreign minister of Germany or the foreign minister of France didn't go on TV and brag about how he gave a six-hour ultimatum to a foreign government to fire its prosecutor general. The only politician on earth who did that is Joe Biden. And then he's surprised that suddenly people are excited about why Hunter Biden is getting 50 grand a month in a country where the average wage at that time was $200 a month. Uh, where, uh, where the guy he's working for, who's giving him this money, uh, is a Ukrainian oligarch, uh, and he puts Hunter Biden on the board at the time that an international anti-corruption festival in uh, London actually has Biden as its, uh, the, the Biden company as its exhibit A in global corruption. Unbelievable. It's an amazing story. I, I fear Biden will be out of the race before we hear all of its details. But thank you oh, for yeah. that. Mark Stein, He's great done. to see you. Thanks a lot, Tucker. There you go. Mark Stein, he, he comes loaded for bear when he comes. And uh bet you didn't know a whole lot of that. I learned some things. I had listened to it earlier. I learned some things out of some things that Mark Stein had. So there you go. Biden, it's just a matter of time. And he'll step out. All right, when we come back, Bernie Sanders, what's going to happen if we have Medicare for all? How about if I tell you your taxes won't go down? Maybe you can figure it out. That's next, right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we're back. And I promised you Bernie Sanders. What's a day in political talk without being able to bring up Bernie Sanders? We've kind of forgotten a little bit about him here recently because of everything that's going on. Nobody's been asking him about what he thinks about uh, the whole deal of impeaching the president and all that. He's out there just on the stump giving his same speech over and over and over and over again. And uh, he was talked to the other day, and we've got the sound. Medicare for all. Medicare for all, Bernie. What is that going to mean for people's taxes? And here's what he had to say. Now, having said that, is health care free? No, it is not. So what we do is exempt the first $29,000 of a person's income. You make less than $29,000, you pay nothing in taxes. Above that, in a progressive way, with the wealthiest people in this country paying the largest percentage, people do pay more in taxes. There you go. Of course, notice that it was really, really generic. He didn't tell you, you know, if you make $30,000 a year, how much are you going to pay? He's a big progressive. Now, progressive is like kind of like the way we got taxes right now. Uh, depending on how much you pay is how much you pay in taxes. You know, things of that nature. Uh, well, is that going to be taken just off of your tax return? In other words, after you figure it out, you know, all of the um, in the ways that you can uh, tamp down your income a little bit, you know, take off your your home deduction for, you know, the uh, interest you pay on your, your home payment and maybe uh, the uh, taxes that you pay on your land and and things of that nature, is it that? Or is it going to be, you make 30, you're going to pay 5%, okay? I'm I'm just making this up. I have no idea how much he's thinking people are going to have to pay. I don't know. 
it's going to be it's going to be more than you want to pay. Like I always keep telling you, if uh, you know you want to see uh, healthcare get expensive, wait till it's free. Then you're going to see how expensive it can get. How expensive that it can get because it can get really, really expensive. So uh, keep keep all all of that in mind. All right. So I wanted to. Uh, I got through all my sound that I picked today. Uh, we've got a few moments here. Let me again remind you that from four to six, we'll have two. Very good attorneys on the Dave Ellswick show. Robert Steinbach is going to be here. Uh, Chris is going to be here. And uh, they will answer any of your legal questions. You know, uh, a will, you know, what should be in your will? Uh, what should you never not have? Uh, how about when you fill out uh, that form that says what should happen uh, if you have a heart attack or when you're in the in the hospital, do not, you know, uh, you know, resuscitate those type of things. Uh, you know, those are legal documents. And then, you know, maybe you want to set up a trust. You might be wanting to buy some land. Uh, maybe you're in a, a domestic dispute and it's leading to uh, divorce. You got questions about that. They're family law, criminal law. Any kind of law, they're going to answer your questions. Now, you, you can ask your question one of two ways. First way is the way I like it. I like it when you call in and talk to them. You get, because when you, when you call in and, and you ask a question, you might have a little bit of a follow-up that you got to you know, ask, and the guys can help you with that. Uh, maybe they say something, you go, well, what does that mean? And have them explain it to you or whatever. Uh, just remember the number. It's 501-823-0965. 501-823-0965. That is our local number that you can call between 4 and 6 o'clock. And the guy's going to be sitting here. They'll probably have uh, some kind of uh, monster drink or some coffee or something like that in front of them ready to take on your questions or if you don't want to call you know you want to be completely anonymous you don't want to take the chance that anybody will uh, hear you know you saying um, you know who you are or they just hear you and they go I bet you that's you you know no here's what you can do email me dave at salemlr.com dave at salem lr.com maybe it's something you know you don't want people to know it's about you but you need some information because you got on the wrong side of the law or something like that know that that's coming up uh on uh, four to six here again ask the attorneys and you got two good ones today got robert steinbach you got chris you're going to be in there from uh, conway he'll be ready to answer your questions uh, as as well. Now, again, I wanted to remind you that uh, Congress is going to take a couple weeks off, so don't expect any votes on impeachment anytime soon. It's going to take a couple weeks off. 
have to find out if uh, if uh, Congressman Hill is going to be in uh, town coming up next couple of weeks. Try to get him here into the studio. He joins us every Wednesday, of course, just for everybody to know. And uh, if uh, Senators Cotton and Congressman Westerman and Senator Bozeman are going to be around, we'll see if we can't get them to slide by, spend some time here on the Dave Ellswick Show as well. Coming up, up after the uh, news, top of the hour, uh, Jessica Ditto will be our guest, Deputy Assistant to the President. She will be talking about the bilateral agreement between the United States and Japan. If you are in agriculture, be listening. If you're watching on Facebook today and uh, you're out there in the bean fields or whatever, let your neighbors know I'm going to be talking about this and tell them get on you know Facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show and they can hear Jessica Diddle talk about this because uh, from what I'm understanding, uh, this is some good news uh, for the farming community, as was the Chinese saying they're going to buy up uh, a lot of uh, the beans that they said they were going to be, soybeans they were going to buy up. Haven't heard much about that since because everything's getting drowned out by uh, all of this talk about impeachment, and that's the problem with going this direction, everything is going to grind to a halt. Things that we want to get done. The president wants to get done. That Members of Congress and the Senate want to get done. Not going to move. Nope. Nope. Going to be talking about, you know, don't you think that the president, that was quid pro quo the way he said that to the Ukrainian president, even though the Ukrainian president said it wasn't? Well, of course the Ukrainian president said it wasn't because he didn't want to get on the bad side of the president. Can't win. That's a a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Man's telling the truth. Don't matter. And then, you know, who wrote the, the whistleblower's complaint? I mean, have you read it yet? I, I would highly recommend that you take a look at it. It's written in legalese. Tells me lawyers were involved. This guy didn't do this on his own. I don't care if he might have been a CIA agent or not. Just because he's a CIA agent doesn't mean he's a lawyer. Just I'm just telling you. There's a, there's, this smells like dead fish. And I don't know about the rest of you, but there's one thing I don't like is the smell of dead fish. It stinks. Stinks bad. And a lot of this is stinking really bad uh, as well. And I, I go along with Gabbert. You know, Democrats are, are ready to tear this country totally apart because I'll tell you the reason why. Gabbert says she believes she can beat Trump. She don't have a chance in hell of beating Trump. She's starting off with zero name recognition. So uh, the other ones that think they got a chance, I think they all know they can't beat him. I think the internal polling, now don't believe all the polls that you're seeing out there. Okay? You know, Gallup and ABC and NBC and, you know, Quinnipiac and all the rest of them. There's a lot of internal polling that goes on that we don't get to see typically. And that's what Trump was uh, referencing the other day. We've seen our inter- internal polling. Tells them big things are in store 
coming up in 2020. All right, let's get a break. And when we come back, Jessica Ditto will join us. Deputy Assistant to the President. Going to find all about this bilateral agreement with the Japanese when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. get back to it on a friday typically a fun friday and that's why we've allowed jessica ditto to join us deputy assistant uh, to the president to be with us today because all of this uh, hokum going on about impeachment has uh, covered up a lot of important news that's going on the president alluded to this i think it was tuesday when he had his uh press conference there at the u.n and he talked about all the great things that uh, he was doing with the world leaders and things of that nature. And one of the things that happened is that he and Prime Minister uh, Abe of Japan had gotten together and come, in, and come up with a bilateral agreement. And I just know that this is important agriculturally uh, for farmers in America, which since it's the number one business here in Arkansas, we want to talk about it here on my show uh, for our Arkans and farmers. And uh, Jessica, thanks for giving us the time on a Friday. We appreciate you joining us today. But there has, there's been a lot of stuff that the president has gotten done, important stuff that just got, you know, everybody just kind of ignored it. Isn't that the truth? Absolutely, Dave. And thank you for having me on and uh, talking about the good news that uh, keeps getting done each week. And before we even get started, can I give a shout out and hello to my good friend, Sarah Sanders? We miss her here at the White House. We're happy that she's back home. (laughs) Yeah, she is. In fact, uh, the uh, attorney general here in Arkansas, Leslie Rutledge, had a picture of her and uh, and Sarah. They're good buddies uh, from uh, her hanging out here. I got to get a hold of Sarah because I have something that I have to ask her that's really, really important. So I, I need to get a hold of her and, and, and talk to her. There, there's a surprise we're hoping to pull on the people of Arkansas if I can get a hold of her. But anyway, with that said, let me that come said, back yes. to you. And and, yes, and let's talk about, about uh, this bilateral 
uh, agreement. Uh, is this going to be good news for farmers? This is great news for farmers. And everything the president has been doing, he's fulfilling his promise to uh, fix trade deals that had created barriers to our agricultural community, our farmers and ranchers, from being able to uh, sell their goods in global economies. And so this trade deal is just the start of a comprehensive agreement with Japan, but the president wanted to start with agriculture. And what he has done is uh, uh, secured an agreement in which Japan will open their markets to approximately $7 billion in American agriculture exports and more. So this will have a tremendous uh, impact on American beef, pork, poultry, wheat, cheese, wine, nuts, berries, all kinds of things, ethanol and more. And so it's a major win for our farmers and ranchers and growers. And it's something the president is always talking about with world leaders. When he's meeting with them, he's asking them to open up their markets, lower their tariff barriers, and give more opportunity for American American, uh, growers. So we are really pleased with this agreement, and it's just the beginning in our talks with Japan. And then, obviously, as you know, USMCA is another incredible deal that the president signed with Mexico and Canada nearly a, a year ago, and we're really putting the pressure on Speaker Pelosi and Congress to sign that agreement, to allow it to go to a vote, because it is a win-win for workers across the board, especially for our farmers. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Mexico and Canada have both passed this, have they not? They, they are, yes, essentially, the the vice president uh, and secretary of state have both been in Canada talking with um, Prime Minister Trudeau. He's waiting to see what the U.S. does. Uh, the Mexico Senate passed it overwhelmingly with historic labor reforms that should please the left. So there really isn't anything that should hold us back at this point other than pure partisan politics. Yeah, because with all the things that they're doing right now in Congress— It puts all of this important stuff on the back burner. Is that not true? And we've already gone through two year, two and a half years of wasted time and taxpayer yeah. resources focused on a hoax and an investigation that proved nothing. And so now we need to make sure that the that this latest attempt to distract and deter uh, the president's agenda is to make sure that we continue to push for these incredible, important deals that will help grow our economy and expand market access for our farmers and ranchers and businesses alike. And so USMCA is at the forefront. It's on the cusp of passage. We just need the speaker to give it a go sign. Yeah, I don't. I'm just going to ask you to pull it off the top of your head. How much money passing that new trade bill with Mexico and Canada, what did it mean for American business? We believe it would add, and this is a this is a conservative estimate by an ind- independent agency that typically does not prove favorable to our trade agreements. They, the ITC found that USMCA will spur the creation of 176,000 jobs and add $68.2 billion to the U.S. economy. So this is massive oh, for cow. us. Yeah, and it's something that uh, we we already have a booming job market. We have businesses opening jobs. The president was in Ohio on uh, 
Sunday with Australia, and they had an Australian business open a 5,000-job manufacturing plant uh, in Ohio where they said if it not for this president's policies, we would not be investing here in this Ohio community. So now we're, we're looking at so many opportunities. We just need to get these agreements passed to ensure that we can continue to, sh- to sell our goods abroad, just like the other um, opportunities have shown. So we're really, really hopeful that this will get done. Um, it's time to put partisan politics aside. People are sick and tired of it. It's been going on for since the election, and it really is astounding that the Democrats haven't learned their lesson. Yeah, it's been going on before the election. I mean, mm-hmm. in all honesty, I mean, these guys have, have just never let up. I mean, Mitch McConnell mentioned just the other day that the day that the president was taking the oath of office, the Washington Post had a, uh, a headline on their paper, front page, and now the impeachment hearings can begin. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's it's and time to get business done. Farmers in Arkansas want to make some money. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And what is so astounding is that the Speaker and the House uh, Democrats, they allowed this circus to begin without even seeing the evidence. The president had yep. promised to send the letter the the very next day, once it was gone through all of the necessary security reviews, and sure enough, they proceeded anyways without any evidence before them. So this is just the, this is the typical standard uh, political winch hunt that we've been dealing with for the last two and a half years. It hasn't helped slow down the president's agenda. The president is helping Americans find new opportunities bringing jobs back, and he's not going to let up. But unfortunately, it's more the same on at the House of Representatives right now. Yeah, well, they're just they're literally, pardon the, the, the joke, but they're trumping this up. You know that. We all know that. And they've been doing it for a long, long time, and they just continue to do it. You would think that after no collusion, they could get on with life. But I think that they know, to be honest with you, Jessica, they know that they're going to lose in 2020. They know They know from their internal polling. You know, you get Quinnipiac and the NBC, ABC, Gallup, all of those. They aren't the important polls. The important polls are the internal polls. And I can, I can watch the president's body language and his internal polls are telling him good stories. The president, every, everywhere we travel across the country, we see an appreciation for his stance on securing our border, his stance to uphold the law and support our law enforcement, his his push for better trade agreements, his fighting for the farmers. There is appreciation and there are results to show for it. And so we are really not going to let it distract us, um, but it is certainly a distraction for the media. It is certainly a distraction for the members of Congress who are heading home. And we hope that folks uh, let them know how disappointed they are that this is going to be more of the same um, when we could really be working together. The president has been pushing for bipartisan opportunities, and he's he's the type of president who can get it done. He's the type that can get uh, a bipartisan drug price lowering drug pricing bill across the um, the the finish line, as well mm-hmm. as infrastructure. He's 
He is able to reach across the aisle if they would just let the radical left not take hold of their party. But unfortunately, they have. And it's all about resistance and investigation and uh, obstruction of what the president is clearly delivering for the American people. All right, Jessica, one last question. This is uh, two agreements that have been reached right now. Uh, are they coming to Congress or, or are we just not there specifically yet? I mean, when can we see some movement forward so that we can make this happen? Um, they will. So in the months ahead, the U.S. Uh, will engage with Japan in further no- negotiations uh, to a- a- achieve a final and comprehensive de- trade deal. And then based on whatever the legal requirements are, um, we may need to uh, take it before Congress. But I don't believe that this would actually need um, a full uh, trade uh, agreement approval, as we have seen with USMCA. Um, but certainly, again, with the environment that we have, when we deliver this kind of win for the American people, one would hope that Congress would back it up. All right. Jessica Diddle, Deputy Assistant to the President, talking about this important bilateral agreement with uh, Japan. If you're a farmer, if you're in agriculture, if you're in animal husbandry, this is important news for you, and we thought you should know about it. And uh, we appreciate your time, Jessica. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Have a great weekend as well. All right. Bye-bye now. Jessica Diddle here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's get our break in. 18 minutes after 3. More coming your way as we continue on the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right. So uh, our thanks to Jessica Diddle for joining us here today. I thought that was important information that you farmers would like to know about, that uh, they are working diligently uh, with Japan and uh, $68 billion is nothing to sneeze at. If you ask me um, uh, that's with Mexico and, and uh, Canada. I mean, that's sitting there. That's ready to go. Gotta say, okay, we'll make it happen. Hey, listen on October 8th, the next uh, Dave Ellswood classic movie. Uh, we want, you to come out and see it. It's going to be at Riverdale 10. It is our classic movie for Halloween. And uh, it, it's a real classic. I'm just telling you, this is a real classic. Uh, it, it shook things up in the movie industry when it came out. It, it's uh, been remade. Uh, the reboot was not as good as uh, the original. The original was uh, really uh impressive when it uh, when it hit the um the theaters and back in 1978 and the uh the woman who starred in it camille keaton from pine bluff arkansas and so i've been wanting to show this movie probably for five ten years and we finally got a copy of it so we're going to show are you ready for this uh i know you're going to come out and see it uh Zach, I spit on your grave from 1978. It was remade remade eight years ago uh, back in 2010. was not at all as as good as the original. Uh, I will tell you that it is not for kids. It's not for kids. Please, all right? 
It's rated R. Uh, it's a grindhouse movie. That's the best way I can put this. You know, some people recently, I mean, Rodriguez and some other directors uh, have, have Tarantino and others, have tried to recreate some of the grindhouse movies from back in the 70s, early and uh, late 70s, and, and they can't do it. They just don't have that same visceral uh, impact that those movies had. And so you get to go see the original and the one that, I mean, it, it's kind of like a, a fist to the gut, to be honest. Uh, it's about a woman who is uh, humiliated, a woman who is uh, raped and, and basically left for dead. And she comes back and uh, gets well and uh, shows back up some time later and takes her revenge on the people and the men who attacked her. Uh, it was a big groundbreaking movie of uh, its day because it was a very, to say it's a strong female lead is an understatement with this, uh, this movie. Uh, but again, it's, you know, it deals with adult subject matter. And again, it's rated R and it is, it's important that you understand that, all right? Important that you understand. But it was an important movie uh, of its of its time. Really, really was. It's going to show October 8th here in Little Rock. We're still trying to get a hold of Camille Heaton. Uh, she's still live. In fact, there was a direct-to-video movie made uh which was the sequel to this uh, i had uh let me bring it up here real quick see what they called it uh let's see i spit on your grave deja, deja vu it was uh, last year straight to video and uh she was in it Jamie Bernadette, I think, plays her daughter uh, in it. And so um, I haven't seen that one. I've only seen the original one. The guy who directed it is the original director of I Spit on Your Grave as well. So uh, we're trying to see if we can get a hold of uh, Camille Keaton and see if she will come come to the uh, the screening. She's got a couple of movies coming up. Uh, one in 2020, Savage Vengeance, she's going to be in. And then she's got one that she's coming up, uh, uh, Camp Twilight. Plays a district attorney in that. I don't know anything about it. But uh, anyway, that movie is going to be up for our uh, next classic movie. I hope that you come out and uh, and see it. But I I, I have to warn you. You know, it's it's a really, really strong movie. It's a it uh, first of its kind. Let's just put it that way. Kind of first of its kind, and uh, not going to have any CGI effects in it. They're all done, uh, you know, using uh, real, you know, deal fake stuff. You know that they they. 
make things. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how Savante and all those guys do uh, the the special effects, but special effects are are the special effects not done with computers. Didn't have computers back then. How's that one for you? 1978, I spit on your grave. All right, coming up here in a few minutes, Derek is going to join us uh, from Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue up in Fayetteville. Uh, They're up there uh, unveiling a brand-new bourbon today uh, called America. It's called America. So uh, keep that in mind. And we'll talk about how this all came about uh, in the next uh, half hour. We'll take 10, 15 minutes with them and talk about it. Then it is Ask the Attorneys from 4 to 6. Again, remember your question by email at Dave at SalemLR.com. That's Dave at SalemLR.com or call us 501-823-0965. Let's catch your news right now. You know, have you bought or purchased an annuity? Did you know you could be losing thousands of dollars in hidden fees and expenses every year? You know, there are ways that could help you keep this money for yourself. There's a a new generation of annuities that could eliminate these unnecessary fees, pay you far more income, and protect you from stock market downturns. Learn how you can immediately improve your annuity with a free analysis from David Lucas Financial in North Little Rock. Now, to get your free, remember, that's my favorite four-letter word that begins with F. Uh, for get your free analysis, you need to call 501-653-6690. What if you could eliminate unnecessary fees, earn far more income, and lower your risk? Call 501-653-6690. Again, 501-653-6690. Annuities are backed by the claims-paying ability of the insurance company. Advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial, a registered investment advisor. All right, I told you this was coming up. I've been looking forward to this. Bikes. Blues and barbecue going up in northwest uh, Arkansas and Fayetteville. Big, big deal that goes up there every year. Derek Sisson joins us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, I got a call. In fact, uh, full disclosure, I got a box in the mail. And I opened it up, and it had a fifth of bourbon in it. So I, I absolutely had to have the person on. That would be so nice as to sit, send me a fifth of bourbon. As as you all know, my mother was from Kentucky. My brothers from are from Kentucky. And uh, I went to college in Kentucky. And I know everything there is to know about bourbon. Bourbon, Kentucky. So let's talk about bourbon for a moment. Hey, Derek, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. America. I like the name, America. dude. America. Yeah, I appreciate America. Hell yeah. You got to love that, man. It's good stuff. So how did this all get started? I mean, I'm sure this has been in the making for a while. Yeah, I mean, I was uh I was I, I was in the as a distributor in uh, Texas based out of Houston uh for about 5 years 
kind of building other people's products, on-the-job training, so to speak, uh, learning the, the bourbon and whiskey industry. And, um, and um, you know, I, when it was time to, uh, to uh, start my own brand, um, I thought, what better name uh, than call it America, because that's how we say it in Texas anyway. Yeah, America, and, baby, I know this. I, uh, I have my daughter and my son-in-law live in San Antonio. My other daughter lives in, uh, up in uh, the Denton area. So, uh, yeah, I know all about, uh, say, America, buddy. I know all about oh, that. Oh, yeah. I lived oh, nine yeah. years in Texas. I love Texas. Texas is a great state. Love it. Love it here in Arkansas. Don't send me any cards or letters, all right? I love it here in Arkansas. I've been here for 20 years. So I got to tell you, though, how do you go about coming up with a different recipe? Um, you know, when I was, as I mentioned earlier, when we were distributing products, we, we uh, I, I distributed several brands, Corsair out of um, out of Nashville, Tennessee, Old Hickory uh, Bourbon. Um, just, you know, I, I visited tons of distilleries. And when you're selling other people's products, you kind of figure out um, what what flavor profile, so to speak, and what blends that people really gravitate toward. And um, we just kind of tried to formulate the best, the top three that I was distributing. And then uh, we also used a, a process that nobody was using at that time, and it's called the Terracentra process. And um, it actually pulls out the majority um, of the impurities, but it also is, acts as an accelerator uh, to the bourbon itself. And it really gives it a really smooth finish and about half the aging time as it would a traditional bourbon. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Because, you know, that's one of the big deals that some of the old boys use. You know, we keep ours in casks for 20 years, and then we tap oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that's... Well, as you know, and you're grow- you know, growing up in Kentucky, uh, it is not an industry that welcomes change too much. No. So, you know, using these new processes um, is kind of uh, changing the industry uh, quite a bit these days. Yeah, but you're a Texan, man. You embrace change. You're there to shake it up. So that's what you're doing right now, isn't it? We're trying to. You know, we're um, we're we're very patriotic. Um, I'm a former Marine uh, Force Recon veteran, and uh, oh yeah, gives us oppor- gives us opportunity to um, to uh, give back. And I know this this uh, event we're doing here in Arkansas gives back, and we always love to be involved in those type of situations. All right, for the folks here in central Arkansas that are getting on their hogs or whatever and heading up to northwest Arkansas, where will they find you? Because I understand you're going to have a booth. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are located to the right of the main stage. Oh, and, wow. Uh, you can't miss us because we got a big old Jeep out there, camouflage, and and a uh, big, huge, inflatable America bourbon bottle. So <laughs> real easy to find. That, by the way, whoever did your label did you guys uh, a fantastic job. That is very, very cool looking. I appreciate that. That's a gentleman named Gilbert Audette. We've been working together for quite a while, and uh, we tried to. We wanted to do something. Uh, you know, if you if you look closely at it, it has the Constitution of the United States. Yeah. In backdrop behind the America, so that's very important to us, and I really appreciate you noticing that. Yeah, so uh, tell tell my listeners a little bit about your time as a uh, as a uh, a military member. How long were you in? What were, what did you do? Yes, sir. I was uh, in for four years, and I served in a 
Second Force Reconnaissance Company within the uh, Special Operations Community. So our basic, um, basically, we're deep reconnaissance at that time. Mm-hmm. You were out painting stuff, weren't you? Yes, sir. We were lazing <laughs> targets. That's correct. That's, uh, I'm surprised you know that, but that's that's great. Yes, sir. We I'm a former vet, that, too. I know a lot of stuff like that. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, yeah. Jumping out of perfectly good airplanes. Yeah. You know, don't want to do that much anymore, but, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I did, I did my share. I was in the Air Force. I did my share, and a lot of people don't realize that the Air Force even has their Special Forces guys, too. They're they're like you, you Marines. They're they're tough as nails. I would, if I had to go into combat with them, I'd love being with them. To be honest, because I I know my six would be protected. That's for sure. Oh, oh yeah, I had to, I I was blessed to be able to go to several schools with the para rescue guys and also the CCT guys, and really wonderful wonderful uh, gentlemen. Best America has to offer. Really. Absolutely. Well. We appreciate your service, and I appreciate that you've you've done this. If people come around to your booth, is it just a byproduct, or do you get to try product? Um, that we we have a product for sale. They can try product, and then we have a lot of swag to give away. So we got a lot of America stickers and hats and shirts and those type items. Oh, cool! You got a bunch of swag. You got to love all of that. Well, listen, whenever you're in the uh, central part of the state, that you're down here around Little Rock. You make sure that uh, you make yourself available to us. we got a hot mic that's uh, sitting here ready for you to sit down in front of, all right? Yes, sir. I really appreciate that, and thank you so much for the time. No problem at all. Derek, listen, we appreciate you very much here on the Dave Ellswick Show. That's going to be pretty cool. That's a great story. That's a great story. They they sped up the uh, the brewing process, but even because here's what I know about bourbon. The longer that you that you leave it in the cast, the smoother the finish is supposed to be. Now, what he's saying, this new way that they're doing it, is that it sucks out the impurities in some way quickly, gets it that distinctive bourbon flavor, and gives it a smooth finish. And, and there's a... Let me just put it this way. It's kind of hard to say on the air, because I like to sip bourbon. I really do. It, it, it's hard to to um, explain what a smooth finish tastes like. Just let me say, if you have had good bourbon, you know a smooth uh, finish, and you know if you've gotten you know something bad, how harsh <laughs> it can taste. As well. I mean, that's the kind that just takes your breath away. I'll, I'll tell you that much. All right. So it's called America. That's it. I mean, come from Texas, not America. It's America. America bourbon. All right. Very cool. I'll take a picture of the bottle. I'll send it to Elizabeth. We'll get it up on my, my Facebook so you can see what it looks like. But my thanks to Derek and, and we, uh, appreciate his, uh, service to our country as a marine and he was going behind enemy lines folks that's what his job was and when i say paint he uh he take he would take a uh, laser with him and the laser would be laid on the target and that would send back the coordinates for uh 
little toys like cruise missiles and uh, laser-guided bombs from jet aircraft to hit their targets right on the nuggies. All right, so thanks to Derek for being with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Quarter till 4, 4 o'clock. We got uh, the lawyers coming. I'm surprised they're not here. They're usually here 20 minutes early, chomping at the bit, ready to go. Make sure you email me, Dave at SalemLR.com. Again, Dave at SalemLR.com or call us 501-823-0965 to get your uh, questions to uh, the attorneys. That's all coming your way in a few moments here. On the Dave Ellswick Show, of course, this is 101.1 FM, The Answer. Uh, I got got, uh, some information. Zach, you're going to get excited. You ever watch Candyman? Did you watch those old movies? Yeah, Tony Todd, Candyman, Candyman. Yeah, Virginia Madsen. All right, principal photography kicked off a little over a month ago in Chicago. On the next Candyman, it's being done by Jordan Peele. Uh, he's producing it. It's a sequel to the Clive Baker adap- adaptation that's directed by Nia DaCosta, Little Woods. Uh, and w- I've been, you know, I've been wanting to hear, as I know a lot of people have for the week, from several sources that Tony Todd is going to be returning to the role that he first portrayed in the '92 film of the same name. All of my sources now are solid. None of them were fully confident which still leads me on a wild goose chase for confirmation. And uh, just got a few minutes ago, was given up and decided to run the scoop on on Twitter. A friend of mine was. Uh, Within minutes, two more trustworthy sources came forward saying that what I'd just been hearing was, in fact, true. Well, I'd still like to tread carefully and wait for MGM to officially announce the news in order to pop the champagne cork and celebrate. It's looking like Tony Todd is, in fact, going to be returning as the hook-handed candy man next summer. Uh, Peel co-wrote the script, which is described as a spiritual sequel to the original classic. How you take Candyman and make it into a spiritual, I'm not exactly sure, but they're saying that's what they've done. The sequel returns to the neighborhood where the legend began. Now, where it was originally filmed at Caprini Green. Now, they can't refilm it there because Caprini Green was torn down years ago. So that's not going to happen. The now... uh, the section of Chicago where the Caprini Green housing projects once stood, uh, they're going to go into the housing that has been built there. Evidently, it's as crappy as Caprini Green was. Uh, so just know uh, the new victims of the Candyman will start June 12th next year. It's a classic, man. That movie is a classic. If you haven't watched it in a while, Go back and, and review it. It's a lot of fun. It really, really is. It's got a kind of a cool backstory uh, in the Civil War and stuff and how uh, the Candyman became the Candyman and, and all of that. And, you know, you look in the mirror and you go, Candyman, 
Candyman. Candyman. Say it three times. He shows up. You'll wish he hadn't. Just telling you. All right. So that movie going to be out next year. Cool. That's a that's a reboot I'm looking forward to. Guys, I was talking about we're going to show the original movie that was rebooted in 2010 that did not do the original justice. So when when somebody does a reboot of a movie that's one of my all-time favorite movies and they don't do it justice, what does Dave Ellswick do? He shows it. Apparently. He shows the original. That's exactly right. All right, so I'm expecting both of you. On uh, October 8th to be at Riverdale 10. I'll take a look. but uh, 1978. Of. I spit on your grave. I spit on your grave. I know that movie. That's <laughs> it. Look at it. Should Chris. I admit that? Should I admit Have you that? seen 19, the 1978 version? Have I've you seen, seen it? The, I've, I saw that in the 80s, and that was there. a movie we made fun of with all my high school friends made fun of. Yeah. But that movie is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, terrible it's it is really powerful, though. I'll tell you this. You didn't think it was powerful? Oh, I thought it was. I watched it, and I was like, would this ever really be shown in the theater? Yes, it was. (laughs) It it will be on the 8th. And it's going to be shown again on the 8th. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Chris Corbett and I saw a movie the other day. I told you, Dave. Ad Astra. uh, The worst movie I've seen as an adult. He he hammered it. Yeah, I I know. I hated it. I I asked him, what you think? And I get this thing. Hated it. (laughs) And I said, oh, there's no there's no ambiguity there's no nuance there hated it i i think you gave it a zero out of ten i gave it a negative 10 out of 10 <laughs> that's what i gave it i gave it a seven and oh, a half oh man i i hated it more than chunky sour milk let me tell you <laughs> but, I like, but I like sci-fis i like sci-fi well, I, I like sci-fi, sci-fi too but that's the thing i love sci-fi yeah. you said there was no action in there it was, and it was no too many close-ups wait, to Brad wait, there, Pitt. Was, there was one there was two minutes of action in some a space. random random <laughs> yeah it was random random one's a bunch of crazy monkeys literally <laughs> they all forgot the space apes yeah, the space, space apes. apes oh that was cool wait, but it's just it meant there's a random scene of crazy monkeys. Yeah, that was cool. That was no, okay, a, like, that was cool. But then the, also he did he did go flying off of space, a moon mountain, into the low gravity, I and he landed it in a moon crater. I don't even remember that part. Yeah. I, it must have been one of the several times I fell asleep. I thought it was kind of cool that they actually had the space elevator in it. That they uh, oh, did that, have the spa- that's that's right. they're talking about that. Yeah. You know, spa- I don't even know what the space elevator. That's the thing antenna, that that's the right? thing that oh. he was crawling up. Oh, on. yeah. You know, they're they're oh, talking they're about build building something. that. Is that right? Yeah. It, it, I, I suspect the elevator will be as interesting as the movie was. It was <laughs> awful. Oh my gosh! Well, I told, what do you give it, Dave? Zero to I haven't seen it. Oh, I, I mentioned to it. my class that I didn't like the movie. Yeah. And um, a student said. I said it was just a bunch of close-ups of Brad Pitt with not – he wasn't even talking. He just heard, heard his thoughts. And one student – Was woman, it a female? Yeah. 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 Okay. You know, you know, no, she goes, ain't that enough? <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, that's, you know, that's a fair point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a space – he's a space marine, right? He's a space boring. He's a he, – he's a – He wasn't a, a marine. Uh, well – he had all these military skills. Yeah, he was. He was. He was, he was Air Force. He survived like five times. Like he yeah. almost died like five times. That's right. That's right. I mean, <laughs> he's a MacGyver. He you know, was MacGyver in space. I was trying to. I was checking this out yesterday. Somehow, I stumbled upon Laura Croft, Cradle of Life. Okay, with Angelina Jolie. Yeah, yeah. Played it was an okay Laura movie. Croft. Yeah, 
And I wanted to find out how tall is, is Angelina. Angelina? Yeah, I don't know. You have any yeah. idea? How, no. how, how tall is she? I, but she looks like she's six foot. Yeah, she's not. <laughs> she's five six. Oh, nice. She's five six. Weighs one hundred and nineteen pounds. Yeah. Okay. So five, six. when I saw that, I went. Well, how tall is Brad Pitt then? Because yeah. he looked like he towered over. Her. Yeah, he's not that tall, is he? No, he's five yeah. eleven. Yeah, and weighs one seventy two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah. A lot of the you know actors, really tall actors, don't work well on film. So, and of course, as you well know, um, Tom Cruise is 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 notably short. I know that for a fact because I yeah. worked with Tom Cruise. Is that right? Yeah, oh, nice. I worked on uh, Top Gun. Oh, was that right? Yeah, yeah. Had, Did you really? Yeah, I was out on 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 set because we had to Love make that. sure they were wearing the uniforms correctly. Is that right? Yeah. You were, so you, I met him and I felt and Val Kilmer and Anthony yes. Edwards and all of them. Oh wow! And Tom was a nice guy. I'm sure. I'm you sure. Know, you got to be nice because when you're that small, people beat you into the ground. <laughs> well, it's a look. He, he may genuinely. I fully suspect he's genuinely a nice guy, but also it's part of the job is to he's be personable. Nice you know, he's a nice guy. Yeah. We were military, and they're not going to screw right. with the military when they're doing a film that right. they got the military's well, blessing on. Put, why be Bruckheimer no would have hated that if he, you know. Anyway, we'll take a break. Yeah. We'll come back. Ask the attorney starts in seven minutes. left in a Friday show, what are we going to do? I think what we should do is have two of the best lawyers around come sit in the studio with me and take any lawyeries question you might have to throw at them and see how they do. All right? I'm going to leave all up. Legal stuff to Chris, and I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go talk politics. So right. We'll see what happens. Right, we got a lot let's to talk about. I've got a couple to start off with. You guys ready? Yeah. yeah. Let's do okay. It. Let me go. Let me go find them here. Okay. Real quick, because I told people if they didn't want to call in, they could they could email me. What is the number? Eight two three zero nine six five eight two three zero nine six five for the next two hours. I got. Two lawyers to sit in here and not charge me anything <laughs> for two hours to answer any question you have, legal question you have, whether it, it's uh, domestic law, criminal law, uh, you want to talk about a trust, you want to talk about a will, you want to talk about, you know, what should you fill out if you're going to the hospital and they're going to do some kind of 
really kind of crazy, scary surgery on you? You know, what kind of things should you have in case things go wrong? That's, a, that's an excellent question. You know, that's all question. kinds of stuff yeah. that we can talk about yeah. today. All right. So you're up. You're, you know, you're the listener. It's your turn. 501-823-0965. Or if you, don't, if you want to be completely anonymous, just email me at Dave at Salem, S-A-L-E-M-L-R, Dot com. All right, got a couple of those. I got a citation for passing a authorized vehicle stopped on highway. Statute 27-51-310. It's a misdemeanor. First offense of any criminal act. Went to court in Independence County. Pled guilty. Paid the fine. It was an unintentional mistake passing the officer. What can I do to have it removed from my records? Good question. Well, first of all, if I would have pled not guilty. What? What? What does he do with pleading guilty? But uh, Chris, you were telling me about if you if you plead in district court. Yeah. But it's a very small window, right? Then you could you can start over anew in the ba- the trial level court, the basic trial level court, right. and the circuit court. But what's that time frame? That's so it's thirty days, mm. and you and then you can you can appeal a guilty plea, right? So you can he he can do a plea as he did, yep, and then appeal his own plea. That's correct. So you can appeal it from district court, and you because you, Cause you got right. more because maybe you got more information, right? When in crime, you have a right to a jury trial, right? Okay. So there's three there's three specifically criminal violations in Arkansas per statute. There's a felony, right? There's a misdemeanor. Right. And then there's a violation. Okay. And specifically violations don't come with jail time. Now, they can rise to jail time, misdemeanors, which would be up to a year in a jail and a $1,000 fine, which is Class C misdemeanor. But um, let me answer that question. To keep it off your record, if you would have called that court and asked for probation, um, which if you didn't have a record, ask for probation, plead guilty, and, and if you don't get a ticket, Within six months, then it won't go on your record. So basically, you pay a fine, plead guilty, and they put you on probation, and they do not send it in. It's like that's how you keep it off your record. Now in Little Rock, you can pay a civil penalty. There's there's different options. They call it different things. A civil penalty would keep it off your record, um, especially if you have a clean driving record. Um, I would, if I were that person, I'd try to call the court and see if he was eligible for probation and and request it. Okay, so I'm just. Authorized vehicle stopped on highway. What does that mean? If the cop is on the side of the highway and stops somebody for speeding, you're not supposed to pass them or something? That's a good question. Um, so there's a law in the books that you have to get over in the left-hand I lane. I know that. you got to move over in the opposite lane. I understand um, that. It was something weird. He must have upset the officer. He must have done something, like he said, something stupid. And, I mean, if you, if you upset an officer, he can load you up with tickets. I mean, just, you know. To tent, tent can be too much on your windows, um, distractive driving, uh, you know, crossing the lane without a blinker, mm. impeding flow of traffic. I mean, they can load you up. Well, they never give tickets for that. I know that. <laughs> I see too many people in the left lane. Yeah. <laughs> I never do that. that is, I'm that, just saying, I tell my wife all the time, if the state police really want to load the coffers, just start ticketing people for camping out in the left lane. Oh, it drives me insane. I mean, seriously. It, it happened to me the other day, and boy, 
The guy what? did thing with me. I'll tell you. Uh, about can it. can I give you my complaint? My complaint is what I call the the Arkansas handshake. Why is it when I'm driving down the highway, there are two cars in the adjoining lanes, parallel to each other, and no one wants to pass you? No, it, get out of the way. That's distracting. It's called driving. staggered. Yeah. Yeah. It's not complicated, but they're doing the Arkansas handshake. I don't need it. Keep on moving. Uh, if you ask my opinion, I think the, the uh, everybody should stay in the right-hand lane. This should be just for passing. I get agree passed, with that. Over. Move over, over after you pass. Yeah. All right, Susie is in Conway. Uh-oh. We know who Susie, Susie is. how are you, Susie? <laughs> is this Susie Corbett? It is Susie Corbett. Oh, Hello, Robert Steinbach. Susie Corbett. I am a longtime listener, first-time caller. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> it's his wife, by the way. I know. Yes. And interestingly enough, a friend just called me and said, I want to pick your brain as a realtor, and I want to pick Chris's brain as an attorney okay. about a situation with her son. You know how uh, the moms are. So her son just graduated from college a couple of years ago or a year back, and he just moved to Little Rock, and what he could afford is – um, not as not as good as as you would hope for your child, but he wanted to do it on his own. I commend him for that. He is in an apartment complex. He signed a year lease. He's probably three or four months into his lease, and so far in the last uh, month to six weeks, there's been two shootings. One has been fatal in his Ooh, apartment complex. Not good. And. He does not feel safe. He is a concealed carry, but he's like, his his thing is, it's going to be over. I'm going to be walking to my car. Someone's going to drive by and shoot me, and I, I'm never even going to see them. So he wants to break um, the lease? He wants to break the lease, but once again, poor, recently uh, right. graduated college student. Doesn't have, I mean, he doesn't have the money to to do to do that. So... How do you, or is there a caveat in the law that makes it okay to ever break a lease? Well, that's a good question. As being a landlord, uh, if he hired, if he hires me, and if he were to hire me as an attorney, then you're, I'm on the defense side, right? So he's gonna, he obviously wants to move because it's in a bad situation or he feels unsafe. He's in a lease; it's a contract, right? So, in the terms of those contract, the terms of that lease is going to really matter. Um, now, mo- most likely, not for sure, there might be a 30-day th- a notice. He may be able to break that lease with a 30-day notice and you know, plead the safety problems um, and, and give the landlord 30-day notice. Now, even if he doesn't have that, you know, the, the break the lease, if he doesn't feel safe, I would recommend moving out and take the consequences of, of a lease. Now... I'm going to go a step further. Um, the landlord has to mitigate his damages. So if he's in, say say the lease was $500 a month, um, and it was a 12-month lease, one-year lease, he's six months in, he's going to owe six months. So worst-case scenario, he owes three grand. But landlord has to mitigate his damages and try to re-rent the apartment. If he gets it re-rented in two months, the landlord can't double dip and collect the three grand from for the six months of the lease and from another renter. So it, we're, I, my recommendation is move now. Give him a 30, try to get the 30-day notice and say, I'm moving out, I don't feel safe. And then um, plead mercy with the, plead some mercy with the uh, with the landlord and say, hey, start renting it now. Because the landlord's got to mitigate his damages. He might, they might find okay. a renter to move in and they can get out of the lease free and clear. And he probably is going to lose his deposit because he broke the lease. 
So yeah, somebody might want to move in. They've already got a Kevlar vest. Yeah. <laughs> a nice Kevlar suit or something. Yeah. It's safe. And those are, those are on sale at Golf's. You, you can, can sleep in the bathtub. Sleep in the bathtub. Yeah. Right. <laughs> then, you, then you're safe. Yeah. Unbelievable. That good question. There's that a is lot a of good renters. Question. I just saw an article in the paper. What forty five percent of uh, uh, the citizens of Arkansas are renters? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't. I had no idea the statistics were so high on that. So that's a, a good question. Thanks, Susie. Thank you, Susie. Right. How much did you pay, well, Susie? Thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye. <laughs> I didn't pay her anything. Very good. That, well, that's a good question. One of her uh, clients yeah, asked. That's so. right. Good question. And when you got a husband for a lawyer, you can get a quick answer. That's Apparently, right. you still have to call in to get the answer. That's exactly right. <laughs> You don't get that sitting around oh, the yeah. dinner table. That's right. right. See, I was going to ask, is he a paying client? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Different answer. Free answer. All right. If you got a question about the, the law, here's your... See, we have two questions, both totally different. Nothing that I would have ever thought about before. I've mean, never Did, thought about let, that. Let me do mention one thing yeah. generally, because I teach a class, Law and Medicine, and one of the things that you mentioned as sort of possible topics are wh- what do you do if you're going to the hospital, that kind of thing. And um, Chris, why don't you talk a little about, you know, That's what's a that? fantastic question. What, what is that called? That the proxy? So you got, or, you've yeah. got five. If you came in for estate planning, there's five documents that you want to get. You don't have to get all of them, but the five documents you want in estate planning is a will. Right? Yes. And then. The other, the other two major ones are a healthcare power of attorney, a durable power of attorney. You can combine those, right? Um, and then a living will. The living will is what you're talking about. If I no, I think I'm talking about the healthcare. Oh, the healthcare proxy. power of attorney. Healthcare the, proxy. A healthcare proxy. And then there's yeah. the last one is the trust. So will, durable power of attorney slash healthcare power of attorney, trust, which you can have, you can, you can create a pour over will, which creates a trust at your death. Um, then the living will, the living will is for when you get incapacitated and you have a, it's basically a healthcare directive saying, Hey, if I, if I get incapacitated and I'm on a life support system, I'm directing my healthcare provider to do not resuscitate or pull the plug on me. Don't take any extra measures to feed me or resuscitate me or. Put put me on a breathing machine. Don't make me a vegetable. Right, right. So you okay. can make that choice with a. It's a one page deal, um, and um, you know even the legal aid clinic sets those up where you can one, one day a year. I believe the legal aid clinic. Have anybody in the public can come in and get those done. Sort of very tangentially related. I know that Walgreens and CVS and probably a lot of the other. Um, pharmacies now they have the flu shot, so yeah. it's it's time to go get the flu shot. If you take the flu shot, I take it. I know some I people do. don't like them, but I take them. I take that. And I, I take, take the, yeah. I take the pneumonia shot too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, but th- there's a caveat to them. They oh, it doesn't work on every strain so of what? flu. So what? But so exactly. Right. So I mean, two thirds, I'll take it. Yeah. Right. So, if I you mean, went to Vegas and they told you you got two thirds chance of winning this uh, uh, on the craps table, I bet every day. Absolutely. Get the flu shot. Exactly. Go along with that. All right. Let's take another question before we go to break. Dale is in Little Rock. And, uh, hey, Dale, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Say hi to Rob and to uh, Chris and your question. Hello, Rob and Chris. Uh, Well, I was wondering uh, when Chris gets through there if he could help me move another body. (laughs) 
course, I, I, I'm kidding. Uh, I lived next door to uh, Chris's uh, uh, mother and father-in-law and, and met him and Susie, and they're just really good wow. folks. And okay. uh, uh, I, I just wanted to make a comment or two for the benefit of the audience is uh, those that don't know attorneys, attorneys often are not very popular people, but uh, Chris is an exception. Uh, he is a very laid-back person. He's so easygoing that I feel sometimes he catches his opponents off guard because he's so easygoing when he's approaching those that uh, may have a opposing view. Uh, and his motto for his law firm is uh, fighting the big people for the little people. That's right. So. So he is someone that looks out for the little guy. If if you're someone that needs legal services uh, and you want somebody that will stand up to the bigger people, he is the guy. Thank you, Dan. And, and, and he also, uh, at this time, has two lawsuits against the city of Little Rock and one against the city of Conway. That's, That's correct. David and Goliath person he is. Oh, I'm trying to keep up the fight down. I'm trying to beat down that administrative state. All right. Dale, you, yeah. thank you for calling in. We appreciate it, and we appreciate uh, the good things that you had to say about Chris. Uh, Rob? He's got no good things to say about me. Nothing for you, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Dale. Sorry. Hey, I'll, I'll, come, I'll come help, help you move the body later. <laughs> Thanks for all your help. Yeah. Friends yeah. like that, you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, the truth is, he knows it. He says, you know, Chris is real easygoing and nice, and that's true. And I'm essentially the opposite, right? On every level, right? Nothing easygoing or nice about me. All right. 8230965, the number to call in, or Dave at salemlr.com. We've got another email coming in, just dealing with a gun trust. We'll talk about that when we return. For more, ask the attorney on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we're going to head down to Benton. Don't forget, 8230965 is the number if you want to ask the attorney your question. 8230965. Mary is in Benton. Mary, your question, please. Yes, sir. Good afternoon, everyone. We're here. Hello. All right. I was calling, can you uh, sue a state entity? I work for a state entity, and I was fired uh, supposedly for insubordination. But uh, the person that took over the position had been harassing me from day one. That's a good question. So, Kent, your question is specifically, can you sue a state entity? And yes, you can. Uh, Now, they have tort immunity, and there's been some big upheavals in that area. But it sounds like what you're asking is, can you sue a state entity for for, uh, employment? Right. And so the two big no-nos... For firing an employee, which is illegal, is for retaliation and discrimination. Okay, so um, in you know in in your employment law, if you have that that harassment, I'm not sure what it was, but if you was if you think you were discriminated against, or if you think you were retaliated against, then you might have a case. Uh, retaliation okay. retaliation would be you reported um, something and they said no. Um, and um, they didn't like what you had to tell them, and then they fired you because you told them that. Kind of gets into some whistleblower stuff, and um, but a lot of that and most of it comes under federal law. Okay. Yeah. 
So you'd be in federal court. So I'd, I'd highly recommend you get your those specific facts looked at. Look, find an employment lawyer um, and have them look at that because from what you told me, I mean, obviously you're upset, um, but um, – yeah, you can sue a state. You can sue so a state an lawyer. employment lawyer. There's somebody. There's people right. who specifically just deal in this oh, yeah. field. Oh, this is a specialty field. Yes. Uh, Title Seven right. employment discrimination is when you sue in federal court when your employer uh, discriminates against you based on race, sex, national origin. Yes. Um, retaliation. It's out. It's there's also protections for if like you're pregnant, uh, uh, d- yes, disability, disability, right? Uh, all those things come under uh, federal law, uh, and when one sues under federal law, they don't need to deal with problems such as state uh, immunity based on sovereign immunity because th- that doesn't apply. No, it doesn't. All right, so. If you think you have a, a case, Mary, you need to go talk to an employment Absolutely. lawyer. Absolutely, that, that, and because it, it gets a little tricky there now, because Arkansas also is a right to work state, right? It's at right, will, right, and at will employment. But 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 as a general matter, of course, that doesn't trump federal. Discrimination law. That's absolutely correct. So, they, so saying that. that uh, okay. That, okay. That, what I want to tell y'all too, I also had a lawyer say that they could get it on the docket after a year and a half. Uh, they said that we can't sue a state entity. So I'm just wondering, why did it take them so long to tell me that? That's a good question. I don't know about getting it on the docket. Maybe they didn't file suit now. But what he maybe have intended to mean is get you in front of a judge, like for trial, because that's dependent on the court docket, right? It can take nine months, 12 months to get a, a court trial scheduled all right mary i'm running out of time i'm up against the break i appreciate your call get yourself an employment lawyer and talk to them about this all righty thank you all so much i appreciate it bye-bye all right eight two three oh nine six five number to call in ask the attorneys they're sitting here they're ready for your questions you call eight two three oh nine six five they'll answer gun trust what is it what does it do we'll tell you when we come back all right, Chris Corbett is here. Yes, sir. Say here. Chris. Here. Hey, I'm here. Chris okay. Corbett's here. He's Wake reading up. he's reading social media. That was terrible. People Wake are up. writing people are writing, Man, you sound really good, man. <laughs> That's the two friends you got, right? That's it. That's all yeah. I got two in the world. <laughs> two kids. And two, Robert two kids Stein, are calling in. Robert Steinbach is here as well. Uh you can call in, ask your questions at eight two three oh nine six five eight two three oh nine six five or if you don't want to be heard you just want to get your question asked send it to dave at salem s-a-l-e-m-l-r dot com and it'll get to us here's a question for you guys what is a gun trust and how does it work does every firearm with their serial number have to be recorded in the trust and who will have access to the gun trust. Thank you. That wow, it was like four questions in one. So I've got to read my disclaimer. You got a half right? hour here. Yeah, I got I've got to read my disclaimer here. This is not legal advice, and my, I am not your attorney. Right? That takes an uh, engagement letter and a check. <laughs> right? Unless it's contingent. Although you'll waive the engagement letter if the check's big enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's talk about gun trusts. What is it? Um, what is a gun trust? So it's actually um, 
it's actually a baby, right? You give birth to an entity. You're giving birth to a, a trust. Uh, you treat it with as with an arm's length deal, and um, you you basically fund it with weapons. And those weapons can be ones that need a special federal tax license, the, t- the federal tax permit. Um, the gun trust essentially owns the, the guns, and you set it up so that it can pass to another individual without having to pay that federal tax fee for a transfer, federal ta- transfer tax. Um, you can have more than one trustee in the gun trust. That was another question. So you can have co-trustees of the of the trust. So they're like co-tenants, right? They ha- they own um, uh, 100. They have 100 percent access to the weapons, and they can do what they want to. And so you better really trust that person. They could sell it, right? So that, that's, that's the thing to understand. This could be multiple people because it says that who will have access to the gun trust. It's who you say has access, That's right. right. You can set up co-trustees, um, and you can have more than one trustee on it as, you know, as co-trustees. Or the main reason for the gun trust, though, is for one individual that has the special license to own a fully automatic weapon or a, a silencer. Um, what you're doing with the gun trust is you're essentially staying legal, and you get the tax permit, the federal tax license, the federal tax permit in the gun trust. You apply for those things in the gun trust. Okay, explain why that's important. So you, you, the document sets up the gun trust. It sets up the trust. And what, I, what I meant by giving a birth to a baby, you're actually creating an entity with paperwork. And that entity is the gun trust. So you create it you, by uh, very specific language. Say I'm, I'm making a gun trust, and, and you sign it. This is the people that can uh, are trustees or co-trustees of the gun trust, and that entity owns those weapons. And, and there may be some liability too there with the co-trustees. If you do something stupid with that gun, the potential for the all the co-trustees to be to be liable. So um, um, you know, so there's there's some big advantages to setting them up. They're they're popular. Well, what's uh, what, the benefit? What was the so benefit is a, that when you die, um, essentially, if I owned a fully automatic weapon and a silencer and it was in my safe and I it was in my house and it was just licensed in my name personally, and I died, then essentially my family is then in possession of illegal guns because Cause, I because they don't have the license. They don't have the license. But now, if the gun trust is the entity that owns the license, then. If I died, I would name my beneficiary within the trust, which would be Susie, someone of age, 18 years of older, that would become the owner of the trust. And so they fa- be, do they become a, the legal owner then of the license? Correct. No, well, of no. the trust, right? Yeah. The, well, they're, then the, they're, they're, they become the trustee of the gun trust. Okay. Does that make sense? Which has control of the license. Correct. Okay. Therefore, there's no need to repay the federal transfer tax on the weapons and silencers that need to be licensed. So it's a there's some huge benefits to setting up a gun trust. I would think it would also be with, with the Democrats talking about if you wanted to give a gun to your son, let's say, they would like to have laws made up where they could tax that transfer. This would avoid all of that. That's exactly right. So could I go by... I could buy a um, rifle today in the name of a gun trust. Forget about 
the tax, you know, right. one of those rifles that requires special federal tax. Right. I just go buy an AR-15 today, but instead of buying in my name, I could buy it uh, in the name of the trust. And then if I wanted at a later point to transfer it to, say, my grandson, obviously I don't have right. a grandson, but that's the hypothetical you, you hear about uh, on TV all the time, then I could just put him in the trust is this right? Without, yes. And then he could take possession of that firearm without any worries about what the lefties are talking about. Oh, you didn't go through a background check. That, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, the, it, so it, you know, with the trust, you're trying to predict the future and, and the laws change. So it, you may need you may need to change the language in the trust. If some crazy new law came out. You can go amend the trust. And so the trust, there's some huge benefits to that. If I okay. own a gun today and I want to put it into a trust... Uh, and it requires a federal transfer tax to put it in a trust. Do I've got to pay the transfer tax? That's right. That's right. That's right. So mm. if you currently own weapons and you want to stick them in a gun trust, you're going to create the trust and then you're going to pay that money to pay move it to the trust. But it's kind of like paying once and then I don't have to worry about paying again. That's correct. Or set it up first. Right. And then buy the weapons. In the trust. The correct. I see. Okay. And, uh, this lady wanted to know, does every firearm with their serial number have to be recorded in yes, the trust? Yes, absolutely. Right. There's serial if, numbers if on the, the silencer. Trust, right? right. If it's in the trust, if you want to put it in the trust. Okay. So, so the, you, have to, you have to correct. That's a good question. You have to identify that weapon with the serial number. Okay. Right. All right. Sounds like it would be something that if you have a lot of guns. Yeah. You'd want to look into doing. Or right. any of these guns that require these uh, taxes. So that's short barreled rifles. Yes. That's you got a Thompson. Yeah, right. you might want to think about yeah, that. Yeah, your fully automatic weapon. Yeah. Your, right. your, uh, and your silencers. Your silencers. Yeah. And, that's uh, very interesting. And it's a specialty of law. I, I don't know everything about it. I know enough to be dangerous with it. That, okay. That, but it's a. Sort of like how you are with guns themselves. <laughs> but if somebody wanted don't to do it. Don't put in anybody. They okay? could come to you and you will find out everything you need to know. Oh, that's right. It. You bet. All right. To make it happen. Just so you'll know. All right. We've answered all of our emails. We've had several calls. We need more calls. Chris, Surely when are you running, you when you're running for Senate in rape seat? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still Dave, thinking about it. I know it. Dave well, and I two are, years. About a year. Yeah, about a year. But we're going to, we need your audience, Dave's audience, to to make sure they tell you when they see you on the street in Conway to come up to you and say, you need to run for state senate. (laughs) What's your license plate? Con Law 1. Con Law 1. Constitutional Law First Amendment. That's right. If you see me speeding, I'm not driving. That's not you. That must be one of your kids or something like that, right? Not me. All right, unless you happen to be a state senator, and then it's oh. no big deal. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. I'm not uh, sure that's right. 8230965 is the number. 8230965, you've got a legal question. Any Anything in the law, these guys will try to handle it for you. Now, it's not legal advice per se. They're just giving you direction that you can follow. 82309 Six Fives, the Dave Ellswick Show. We got more coming your way in a moment. All right, back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We got Chris here. We got Rob here. We've got answers for your legal questions. 8230965. That's where you call. 8230965. Or if you don't want them to hear your voice, you want to be completely anonymous, here's what you do you send us an email to Dave 
at SalemLR.com. Back to the phones. Andrew is in the wonderful town of Maumel. Andrew, how are you over there? Doing wonderful. I listen to your show often, and I really enjoy it. And uh, glad to hear that you're taking calls right now. Yeah, go ahead. So um, I'm actually in my mid-30s. I've got a wife and kids, and I'm trying to go about setting up uh, will and trust and all that stuff. And I'm a little bit confused and murky on how a trust is set up in the government's eyes, kind of what goes on behind the scenes and how it's created and recognized in the government's eyes as, a, as an entity, because it's not a person with a social security number. And I, I was wondering if you guys could shed some light on that. Okay, do you want to listen in, or do you want to just listen on the radio? Uh, I can just listen in on the radio. That's the gist of my question. Okay, Andrew, we'll let you go. Thank you for your question. I'll give it back over to uh, my good buddy here, Chris, and to Rob, awesome and they'll try question. to help you out. Yeah, awesome question. So the uh, the trust, it, it is a separate entity, and you set it up with a document. And it can be a person. I mean, you treat it as a person. It can have a federal tax ID number. Your trust can make money. It, your trust can file a tax return. Um, so uh, let, let, let's back. We'll start up from the beginning. So you so you want a will, and you want a trust. Um, the the will is something you're going to either um, keep in the cloud somewhere. Um, you're going to let your attorney keep it um, for two bucks. I'm pretty sure you fi- you can file it in under seal in an envelope with the circuit court. I, th- I think the fee is actually $2. I need to verify that, but it's kind of an interesting little fee. I mean, they wrap a ribbon around it. and Now, you got to let people know you have a will because someone's got to find it. So if you don't, if you have a will and you don't tell anybody, um, then no one's going to know it's out there. Uh, so um, you know, there's options. There's several articles on where you're supposed to do with it. Do you put it in a lockbox? Do you tell your best friend? Do you leave it with your attorney? Um so you put it in the ground right right just don't Um, bury it with you yeah so um then then let's talk about a trust so there's you can have two types of trust revocable trust and irrevocable trust you get into some um situations where you may want to um buy your house in a in a in a revocable trust now that is not an or an entity or a, a type of trust where you can dodge income taxes or you can name it whatever you want the you know the trust can um own property it can sell property um there are some unique trusts out there i don't want to go too deep but there's some unique trust out there like a miller trust that you can you know toward the it's, it's a specialty of law called elder law you can put stuff you can fund the trust um with real estate and that kind of jazz so basically it makes you eligible for uh, Medicaid, not Medicare, right? So, um, but now there's some clawback provisions there if, uh, towards the end of the life if they've, um, you know, think that that your assets should fund your health care. Um, but that gets into some specialty trust. But what you're basically talking about is a trust. So it costs money. So you need to look at that because it's another. It, it takes more paperwork. It takes um, some uh, specialty tax advice. Um, you might just want in your mid. You said you're in your mid thirties, so maybe you want to do something like a will. If you have, you said you've got kids, a will definitely get a will. If you've got, I've heard an old estate attorney that said if you've got two dollars in any family members, then there's going to be a fight. 
Um, so the first thing to do, <laughs> you like that? Yeah. I so, hate that, but it's to, the truth. If you've got any family members in two bucks, there's going to be a fight over it. So uh, the will and a trust can help you bypass the probate system. Okay. So um, let's say you have a checking account. One way to deal with the checking account is put a payable on death on it. If you, if you have a checking account right now, $5,000 in it, and you die, that bank is not going to do anything with that money until a judge orders the bank to do something with it. So one way to bypass the probate, and when I say probate, I mean go to court, hire a lawyer, go to court, and have a judge order what happens to the assets. Um, you can put a payable on death on your checking account. Now, that payable on death it does not have a check signing ability. It is payable on death. So if your son or your wife or, or your ex-wife or you wanted somebody to have that money, if you died, you can bypass the probate system by making it payable on death. Um, Chris, if he has a joint checking, say, checking account with his wife, and one of them dies, the other I one was just has, bring this up, yeah. has access to that money, right? That, that's right. And that's a good question. That's a good answer. That's, so if, if, you're both, if you're both on the checking account, that's perfect, right? Because if you died, you'd be okay. But what if you're both in an accident, that's your kids right. are in school, and mm-hmm. both of you die? Then you need to have a payable on death on there to one of your parents, a friend that you trust. Someone one that can access kids. that money. One of the kids, maybe. Well, and they have the kids when they could be minors, right? Oh, right. So if they're a minor, that's a problem, right? Always I mean, is it important to always set up somebody who's going to be the trustee if you die, the person absolutely. who's going to deal with this. You should have that all set up, and you should have sat down and talked to them so yes. they know exactly what you want to do. Yes, and that goes for your kids. If, if he's, I believe you said you're mid thirties, married with kids. So I'm assuming your kids are. You got married twenty five. Your kids are eight and ten years old. You can de- you can dictate in that will who gets your kids, who has. Um, By the pre- way, his first kid would have been born when he's fifteen. On that, math. I thought he was thirty five. Right? I, th- I think he's uh, oh, thirty five. He's yeah. thirty five. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming he got married at yeah. twenty five. Oh, I see. Mid thirties, okay. right. owns a house, right, two right. kids. Uh, actually, what one point eight kids? Right, that's yeah. what the statistics are. Yeah, one regular one, one small one. <laughs> yeah, right. and it's going down. <laughs> Yeah, so that's a it's a good question. Go see and get the will done. You should um, thousand bucks. I think and there's a going rate for probably all five documents if you want to set it up. Have you done uh, a bunch all, of them? A done bunch, bunch of, of wills. All, all f- and all five documents. Have you? You done? can do all five. Yeah. I wouldn't with, with someone mid thirty. They may not. They may need a pour over trust. I don't know if they need a trust. Right, uh, right. But you get them the uh, what's the the proxy? The medical the pro- proxy. The living will. Right. You get the will. The living will. A durable power of attorney that you hide, right? You know, and that durable power of attorney, they can sell your stuff, do anything with, with your stuff. I mean, you so they be act, careful who you give it to. That's right. They act, a durable power of attorney acts in your stead. You can sell your house and whatever you tell them to. You I mean you can you can limit what a power of attorney. Can I do. remember I had a healthcare proxy for my mother, particularly yes. when we were in the hospital, and they always try to give you a hard time. And of course, my mother wants me to make those decisions. She's under anesthetic and that kind of right. anesthesia and that kind of thing. Right. And and I and I would tell them, don't do this or do do that. Well, uh, we've got to ask your mother. I said, go ahead. You know, she's asleep. Right. right. So I said, well, so now we're going to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's a, it's a good question. A lot of people they, they worry about the original healthcare power attorney, right? The healthcare power attorney. It should be written in that document a copy. Of this document is enforceable. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So yeah. the healthcare power are very powerful. 
All right, let's go to the phones. Okay, we got one more. We got to, we got time for one more person. Dave is in Nashville, Arkansas. Thanks, Dave. I was listening to what they were saying about uh, trust having their own tax. Uh, have pay taxes and all that. Right. I'm in a situation. My grandmother set up a trust and she's passed away. Yes. And because of the death of my father, I am now a trustee. Okay. And I I am not a executor on any of the stuff. Okay. And my aunts was going through paperwork, and they supposedly trying to get everything settled up. And uh, it's been a long process. Right. And anyhow, the, uh, they were going through, and they found another account or something that had some money in it. Right. And I got paperwork stating I now have to go back and amend my taxes from last year because of this and I'm trying to see how because the estate hasn't been distributed why am I responsible for those taxes since I don't have the money that's a good question so I'm assuming that I'm gonna make some assumptions here on your question Um, the estate can have a tax return that needs to be filed right If if there's money out there um, the estate, when it's settled, will distribute money. So either the estate right. pays the taxes or you pay the taxes. Okay? And, um, of course, this is not specific legal advice, right? I've got to give you that disclaimer that I'm not your attorney. But what I hear you're saying is that some money was found, and uh, if you don't have that, if it's not in your pocket, you don't owe the taxes, Right. But the estate's going to... That's kind of the way I feel it. Well, that's the way I, that's what I, I feel like. If the money's not in my hand... Right. I mean, but, she passed away yeah. last year, so, I mean, that should be on her... That should be on their deal, is what I'm thinking. Right. Well, if the amount... There's some there's some issues there, too. I mean, is, is, the, there, is there rent houses in the estate? What's making money? Is it just some money there's, found? Well, well it's a uh, family... Farm. Oh, so it's got some income. There's land. Is land? There's land. There's stocks, bonds. All right. So there's I some mean, dividends out they, there. They, it's gotten. It's, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, but I'm trying to figure out why. I mean, I figured that should all be settled when they distribute. It, you can I'm do saying. it that way. Um, when it when it's distributed out to the to the beneficiaries, right? And then you they'll, they'll the, right. basically the estate is going to issue a 1099. And you're going to have income, pay your no taxes on that 1099. All right. So, Dave, I'm going to have him give you a phone number. Call him. Yeah. This is going to be complex. Right. What's the phone number? 501-255-0112. Give him a call. Yeah. Okay. All right. Talk 255-0112. Yes, sir. You got it. All right. I got to run. We got news coming up. You got questions. We'll take him when we come back. 8230965 ask the attorney
The week of the Dave Ellswick Show at 101.1 FM. The answer. Good to have you along with us. We're doing Ask the Attorney. Something we're going to try to do yeah, once a month, once every couple months, whatever. Give you an opportunity to call in, ask your legal questions. Everybody has legal questions. I don't know if it's you know domestic law, you know, you're going through a divorce, you know. Can you really draw a line down the middle of the house and things of that nature? Uh, you got that. You've got wills. You got wills and trusts have been the number one thing today that we've been talking about, and gun trusts and all kinds of stuff. So if you have a question, eight two three zero nine six five is the uh, you know the number eight two three zero nine six five. And uh, if you're calling, if you don't want to call, if you want to give me uh, a hit with an email, you can do that at Dave at salemlr.com dave at salemlr.com and i'll read your question on the air and if you don't want me to use your name tell me and i won't use your name chris when we left we had somebody dave who called in and was talking about his mother evidently had died last year and he was worried he was going to get hit with some taxes or something you know was he just was he misunderstanding what was going on because i guess he was the executor of the estate right so we we talked that maybe he thought that he was going to owe the taxes but the estate is the one that owes the taxes so and that's money goes in your pocket if you didn't earn any money you don't owe any taxes pretty simple but the estate may have some income and the estate may owe some taxes now you've got a year so the of, bottom line right. the, the government going to take the dead pennies off of his dead mother's eyes if they can that's right you know people don't know that they yeah. will tax you even when you're dead that's right that's right amazing that's what the that's a death tax i mean and we talk about that kind of stuff uh-huh. here on the show and it's important we get rid of that kind of stuff well, if you have some of those trust documents you can bypass some of those taxes that are owed so they're important which ones which 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 well, ones. you can. There's a. This is talking to folks that like worth over ten million dollars, over five million dollars. You can set these estate documents up that you owe X amount of dollars, or let's say five X amount of taxes, without trust and wills set up. If you set these things up right, you'll owe X. So it, there's some simple stuff you can do. I, I say it's simple. It's some complicated tax documents, but um, in order to pass that money down to loved ones and, and spouses. All right. So let me ask the, the, the question that needs to be asked here. You've talked. We've talked about uh, employment lawyers, their specialties. Right. Tax lawyers, yes. their specialties. That's a real subspecialty. Yeah. Sure. How do you know you're getting a good lawyer That's somebody who question. really knows that their stuff is a tough question uh, you know um, i mean anybody can hang out a shingle yeah they can a buddy of mine uh is a doctor and i would call him for referrals for doctors and he would call me for friends of his who need an attorney for referrals so i think the best way is to do it through referral 
but it's like it's just like choosing a doctor. There's no science to it. Right. So it's kind of like shooting craps then. A little bit, but you know, if you if you talk to people, it's a little bit like loading up the dice. Okay. In, in your favor, but still, in the end, you gotta you gotta roll the four and the three, right? You do yes. the six and the one. When it comes to the wills and the trusts, I would definitely not just Google it and use some form document, right? Because it's so specific. Um, you've got real estate, you've got real property, personal property, guns. You know, there's there's stuff that that your attorney can can figure out what to do. Maybe it's a diamond ring. Well, you know, it's uh, how I found Chris. Uh, I needed a, a construction lawyer. Right. I sued a contractor and settled the case. Well, excuse me, Chris settled the case, but Chris is a construction lawyer, contracting lawyer, whatever. Right. I don't, I construction law. Constru- yeah. Construction law, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, there's a, a. I don't know anything about construction law, so I understand basic notions. But Chris is like, oh well, we have this avenue and we have this opportunity. And we can do this. All these things that I had no clue about uh, when it comes to state construction law. And so having his expertise was invaluable. And then easily we we had some significant advances in the case. And as a consequence, the other side realized, well, either we settle or we're going to be paying more and more and more. And right. so they settled for an amount that we uh, we all deemed appropriate. And that's exactly what you want to achieve. That's right. And so that's one thing that in terms of expertise and how you find somebody, uh, Chris does, uh, Chris showed me today and you off air, he got a check from a state or municipal agency uh, because he's a FOIA expert, Freedom of Information Act, of course. And he, on behalf of a client, sought certain records and they the city or state, whatever it is. I don't have to give you those. Right. That's how they start. And then in the end, guess what? They turn them over and they gave them attorney's fees. Yeah, they they felt like they need to settle. So they turned over the documents and paid attorney's fees. Nothing wrong with that. Nice. Supposed to. If if I got money coming out of my pocket that I've gone to an attorney to get the money that you rightfully should be getting back to me, damn right you're going to give me back the attorney's fees. That's right. That's right. It only makes sense to me. Uh-huh. Joey McCutcheon is a very good FOIA attorney. Uh, good Chris guy. And I, yeah, you know him too. Very good guy. And he's done a lot of positive things for the Freedom of Information Act across the state. And he said, more often than not, he just settles without getting fees. But now he said he's going to start asking for some fees. Yeah, well, I hope he does. I enjoyed me meeting too. him. We met him. I met him at the Transparent Governance meeting, right? Right, down in, uh, where was that? Um, what was in Hot Springs? Yeah, what's, what fancy, county is that? that fancy uh, Garland. school over Garland there. County, yeah. Arts and Math, Math and Science That's right. Academy. But it was the Garland County um, Transparency in Government uh, group. Right. And there are transparency in government groups all over the state. No matter where you live, if, you, if you're listening to Dave's show, look into, you know, Google Transparency in Government and in Arkansas and find your local Transparency in Government group. Uh, there's a real a good guy, um, uh, Billy Ray, up in uh, the Fayetteville area. Heard Harrison, that name. Yeah, the Harrison area. Uh, the, these are the people on the front lines of making sure government is responsible to the people because government doesn't want to be responsible to the people. No, no. No. And there was a bill. Especially if they screwed you. Yeah. 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 I thought they were. And we know the government never screws us. No. Oh, well, you've got your best interests at heart. Exactly. Always. So you should always be on top of monitoring what the government's doing. 
And I tell people, if you want to be an active citizen, you don't have to be. But if you want to be an active citizen, then you need to make at least one Freedom of Information Act request a year. That's Ask, fantastic and advice. And it's, it's not just an, an exercise in futility or otherwise. It's an exercise in defining in your own mind what is important to you that the government does and you don't know enough about. Ask that question to yourself and then ask for records relating to that question of whatever agency you believe covers that area of law. Nice. And and get some answers. Yeah, shoot an email off. Shoot an email. And it doesn't, it's not adversarial. Say, listen, I'm interested in how the highway department spends money on this highway. If that interests you. Yeah, that's a fantastic. Right? Yeah. Send an email. I would have been, hey, highway department folks, how much money last year was spent on 630? You know, I'm making it up, right? right. But just as but by way of, if that interests you, but find something that actually interests you that the government's involved in and and you don't know some some aspect of it, you'd like to know more and ask them and do it politely and guess what? They'll often happily comply. That's and right. if they don't, Call Chris Corbett. That's right. Call um, uh, Joey McCutcheon. If they McCutcheon. charge you copying costs, what, what was the last one? A, a quarter a page? Oh, yeah. That's, the government no cannot what was, charge you. No what dice. was it Mayflower was trying to do? They were going to charge an inordinate amount of money to... A dollar a page? Yeah. I, think I, I mean, it was that. a lot of money. Yeah. And, uh, well, we've talked about this on the air before. The key, you can avoid all of that. You just say, I would like it sent to me in an email electronically. No copying charges. Boom. Because remember... Right. The government can't charge you for the labor. It's only whether they use some materials like paper. Mm-hmm, That's right. what they're charging you for the paper. Well, guess what? If you scan it, no paper. <laughs> Electronic. Yeah. So just you, whenever you make a FOIA request, the easiest way to do it is to send an email to the governmental agency, ask for the records regarding the topic that you're interested in, and have and say in the email, please email me back the material. Yeah, in an electronic format. That's right. Boom. That's right. Boom. You can. Yeah. It's, oh, that's great advice. Yeah, I was just looking at. So I yeah. was paint, looking up at Fox News, and they showed a picture of Nadler. Yeah. Doesn't he look like the old man uh, from Jeff Dunham? You know, <laughs> one of the puppets. Like Does it really matter? Like the old, like one of the puppets looks like the old guy that's oh, always complaining. Doesn't he look like that? <laughs> I mean, look, I got a meme today. You guys are going to love it. Yeah. It said, did you ever wonder what happened to the two little girls from The Shining? You remember the two little yes. girls? Oh, that scares me right now. Oh, yeah. Yes, I remember Chills. that. And then underneath it had a picture of Pelosi and Hillary. Oh, and I said, here they are. <laughs> That's scary. That was, yeah, it is. It is scary. was terrifying. Oh, it was such a, I love Kubrick, but he took a great book. And just destroyed it. Oh, why he had why? to do that? Why? Why do you say that it was? I'm, I'm not necessarily because he destroyed it. Because I mean, well, the blood coming out of the elevators on oh. that was in the book. And they made book. it too gory. In the no, movie? no. It's just that it was an artistic. It went way? off the. Yeah, it was. He took artistic license the with artistic it. And license. I, I liked, you know, the the book and how the the uh, trop, more, the tropiary out there in the maze and came alive and was chasing them and. It could have been that they oh, couldn't do it back there with well, you're CGI. You're so well read, Dave. I haven't read the book. I just watched the movie. No, you got to. You, know, you got <laughs> to. You got to see that. Shining is a great book. Oh, Red Drum, man. Red Drum. Oh man. Yeah, you know, the new one coming out, Mister Sleep. 
Yes. Have you seen the advertisements? I have not. All right. For Mr. Sleep, Mr. Sleep is the young boy from The Shining and as an adult. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'm Because that ending was actually very cool in the movie. And I'm Wait looking forward yeah. to seeing it. Yeah. Catman Carruthers was my man in that yeah. movie. He was great. <laughs> he's the one that flip. saved the boy, essentially. Yeah, he's great. He's great. All right. Quick break. Your calls. 823-0965. Here's what's happening today. I have gotten two lawyers to sit down in a studio for two hours and not charge me nor you to answer your legal one questions. One lawyer and one law professor, the well, latter you're of which a is, not, too, is not, you? Worth the money, <laughs> not worth the paper you can print it on. All I right. just want to point that out. 823-0965. By the way, I do have to say this uh, for Robert. Uh, his opinions are his and his alone are not necessarily those of UALR or the Bowen School of Law. We're back in a moment. Eight two three zero nine six five. Ask the attorney. All right, I was sitting here. You don't like movies, shows like that. Uh, when I was a kid, I liked horror films. I don't like them anymore. I, okay. I, I, I watch too much news to watch horror films. Well, it's just repetitive. I, yeah. Oh. Okay. I'm, I'm watching. You must watch CNN. Exactly. Nineteen eighty four. Wait, what? AHS. American Horror. Oh, have, have you been, have you watched any of it yet, Zach? American Horror Story. Oh, it's good this year. It's 1984. It's all in homage to the slasher movies of the 80s, and it's it's pretty cool watching them oh, recreate Jason from Friday the 13th. Yeah, Jason and Michael Myers, Michael Myers. and uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Freddy. Freddy Krueger. Yeah, with the knife. Oh, yeah. yeah, one of the one Don't of the characters is the Night Stalker. You know, Rodriguez, or Rod, was it Ramirez, the Night Stalker, the real guy that was killing the women in L.A. and all of that. Oh, man. So it's got, it's got that in it, and it's, it's been pretty cool. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Do you remember who the murderer was in the original Friday the 13th? Yes, this is the mom. You're on it. Good He's question. He's on it. I'm not on it. I By just way, the way, her name was Betsy Palmer. Betsy. Oh my God! And, uh, oh yeah, the, the actress, of course. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the son was covering up for the mom, right? And then that went out. No, no. Not, the son was dead. Yeah, oh, it was number. Was two, the second one was when the the son comes back to life. It's like coming back to yeah. life, and the third wasn't it. The third one that he put on the hockey mask. I think it was the third Friday the Thirteenth. If I'm not That's mistaken, that the hockey mask went on. And then the eighth one actually intersected with one of the Rocky <laughs> movies, right? <laughs> By one, the way, we heard a the review. Ones, we heard a review 10. today yeah. of the yes. of the the Balboa, the uh, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, they hate it because because it's so pro Trump. Rambo. Yeah. The new one, the Rambo. Yeah. Says, it's called Last Blood. Last Blood. I want to go see it. To make I do up too. For Ad Astra. Oh, no, I gotta see it. I'm gonna I, go they see say it. everybody say it's terrible. No. Making no, up for the movie Ed not. Asner. I'm just I couldn't t- stand that here, movie Ed Asner. It was give, that bad. Let me give you. Let me give you the 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 the, the synopsis of the mm-hmm. movie. All okay. right, for Last Blood. So that's just alone. As in real life, become an old man now. Yeah. All right. So Rambo's on a on a ranch. He is breaking horses and whatnot. He's got uh, his daughter, and uh, then he's got his granddaughter. Isn't that how it goes? Is his granddaughter? Yeah. His granddaughter wants to go see her uh, father, who left her family. He tells her, not a good idea. He's moved to Mexico. Not a good idea. 
you go down there, he was no good, you know, blah, 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 and he's the same way. She's got a friend, talks her into doing it. Of course, she takes off. She gets down to Mexico. She runs into one of the cartels, cartel that's in the human trafficking, and they uh, kidnap her. Ooh. So, of course, Rambo's not going to put up with this, and he's going down to get his granddaughter back, and he gets on the wrong side of the cartel, Uh-oh. and the cartel and him go to war, basically. And that's what it's his, all about. Rambo's got his K-Bar and his M16. That's it. it that's <laughs> what it's all about, and a whole lot of other stuff like... He's built, I'm in. He's built uh, tunnels all under his land and all <laughs> kinds of stuff, all right? Because he's got PTSD, so you got all that going on. And uh, here's what they don't like. They don't like that it's about cartels. They don't like oh. that it's about Mexicans. Yeah. They don't like it's about bad Mexicans. They don't like that Rambo kills a lot of bad Mexicans. That's what they don't like about it. And so they they attacked him for it. But they love John Wick. Yeah, but they like John Wick. John Wick, so good. But John Wick was what's he was doing? The He's same killing Italians eighty thousand right. times. It was it was one scene it. with an arm bar and just repeating it over a, and over. And again. Shooting people in the head. Yeah. It's a right hook. It's a right hook. It's a it's an arm bar, and then you shoot him in the head. If you really want to, if you want to get bummed out about that movie, the whole movie. Watch the video of it. And watch the additional things, and they show you how they did all the special effects. Yes. And everything, everything is green screen. Yeah. Everything. Really? Yeah. And it's I mean, all there's, the same thing. there's none of that that, you know, there's not even fake blood. It's it's all CGI blood and everything. I did not know that. Yeah, you got to watch it. You'll, you'll watch it differently after that. You really will. I yeah. love it. Like, I like Keanu Reeves. I think he's just kind of oh, like oh, awesome. cool. Like you it. know, speaking about all this gun By stuff. By the way, Bill and Ted is coming out this year. You don't want to miss oh, it. Oh, well, hey, they're remaking, they're remaking Top Gun. Yeah, well, yeah, of Maverick. Course. I'm in. It's da- called Maverick. It's da- next year, though. Dave was Dave was on the set of the original Top Gun. The original Top Gun, Top Gun yeah. yeah. I course, wasn't back, on this one. Was it? Those were biplanes back then. Right? Yeah. <laughs> did you get to? Did you get to paper see, airplanes? Uh, paper airplanes. Yeah, it was paper, paper airplanes. Did you get to see Berlin, the the, the singer from? Uh, no, I did not oh, see her. Yeah. Oh. I don't think they were shooting the video. It's at too the bad. Time. I got to yeah. tell you that. That's <laughs> the best. She was. That that was such a great song. That's oh, a one hit wonder. It is. Yeah, Berlin. That's the only hit they ever had, and it was monster. Well, and and her band didn't want to do the song. Yeah, heard that her band didn't want to do no. the song. Take my breath away. Yeah, that's a, that's the song. That's it. That's the one. If you have never heard it, go ahead and listen to it. Don't be with your best squeeze when you hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we we're talking about the the Senate. hormonal rush. We're talking about the Senate race uh, up in Jonesboro. You know, and we've got twenty seconds. Yeah, we got Cooper versus um, Sullivan, mm-hmm. and Cooper just got another award for being anti-gun. I just want to point that out. Anti-gun. What? What kind of yeah. award do you well, get? Well, he get you know for one of the Moms for Action Against Guns or something. Right. Oh. We'll talk about it. We'll get into politics when we come oh, back yeah. here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But first, your news. All right, back with you, and we uh, looks like we ran out of people who want to ask. Questions on the law. Well, let's and that's pick up, fine. We can talk uh, politics. Yeah, well, like, politics is a law, right, Dave? Because Well, that's why I have you on so much because, yeah. you know, there's so many legalities that you have to talk about right. now with the law. Well, I mean, right. about impeachment, for instance. Right. But even what, before the break, I had mentioned 
there's going to the next Senate race in Craighead County in the Republican Party will be between John Cooper and right, Dan Sullivan and Dan Sullivan. Dan Sullivan currently serving as a representative from up there. And he, if you're up there, Dan Sullivan's your man. Well, well there's no yeah. doubt about it. Because he, here are a couple of facts. When when Dan ran against um, Cooper in the last primary, Cooper said, I'm against Obamacare. Yeah, he did. And Dan said... That was his number one issue that he'd beaten to the ground. That's right. And virtually the day after he got in office... He voted for... To expand. To expand Obamacare. Mm-hmm. So that's lie number one. Then... This last general... This last session, Cooper cast the deciding vote against our friends, our friend, the bill of our friend Bob Ballinger, Stand Your Ground. Oh, Remember man. what Stand Your Ground is. Oh, man. It's the very... Controversial. I put that in air quotes for your listeners, Dave, because there's nothing controversial <laughs> about it. I'm being ironic. It's the non-controversial notion that if you are anywhere that you're allowed to be and somebody threatens your life, you can choose to stay. You can choose to leave. You can right. choose to defend yourself with deadly force if you have that capability. But you're not compelled to run like a, a a cat scared by lightning because the law wants to say that you're not allowed to be where you're allowed to be because some bad guy is threatening your life. Now, is that a controversial notion? Of course it's not. But who opposes that? Well, the anti-gun nuts oppose that, right? And, 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 and a lot of sheriffs. That's right. And a lot of police chiefs. Do they really? And you know why? Because police chiefs, unlike line cops, and I know the line cops, right. police chiefs are a bunch of bureaucrats, and they don't like it when the average citizen has a gun. Well, I thought perhaps it was the, the guys that like to draw the outlines around people. Yeah, them too. <laughs> them too. The corner. Yeah, exactly. So this is so you you know the people of Craighead are going to decide, much like the rest of this state have already decided. Are you for Obamacare? Is anybody? So the answer to that question is inevitably no. That's so. That's one. So he was talking with a forked tongue, huh? That's exactly right. That is exactly right. People forget. You know that. what he said? What he said? Eat the apple. Eat the apple. Oh. Eat the apple. You don't get the reference? Yeah. Adam and Eve? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Fork tongue. Oh, fork okay. tongue. <laughs> so he said, oh, I'm, I'm against Obamacare. Boom, he's for Obamacare. Now he's anti-gun. Listen, it's okay. Just run as a Democrat. Stop pretending to be a Republican. Oh, wait a minute. I thought he was a Republican. He ran in the primary as a Republican. Oh, Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> As your buddy Biden might say, come on, man. So we we, we are putting our support behind oh, Dan absolutely. Sullivan. 100%. Absolutely. Yes. Exactly. He actually got that come on, man, from Monday Night Football. You know, they had the countdown show on the ESPN. You know, years ago, they stopped it. They just brought it back to ESPN Plus. But that's where that come on, man, Is that come right? from. Is that really? Right? I'm wait, 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 are you... Zach, are you telling me Joe Biden stole a line? Well, you know who that's from. Yeah, he wouldn't plagiarize it. Plagiarize it? 
Not Joe, not, not Joe Biden. Maybe maybe his son got it from a Ukrainian. Is that possible? Oh, who was it? Who was that? Who, who, who are we talking about? That's what's his name? has been with it forever. Vince yeah, something. Um, Is that Vince? Uh, the name will come back to me Vince. at some point. Yeah, I just can't think. Yeah. He's, he doesn't do as much as he used to now because he doesn't have to, and he's made, you know, kind of almost as much money as God does now. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know. He's been he's he was with ESPN almost from the moment ESPN started. Nice. He was with ESPN when it was just ES. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's the Who's the guy that does the uh, the football at night? Uh, I would say young guy, but he's not so young anymore. Him and Herb Street, uh, Herb, what's his name? Oh, Kirk Herb Street. You talk about for college football? Yeah. Um, that is Chris Fowler. Yeah, Chris Fowler. You remember when? Well, you remember? You probably do not when Chris Fowler. Did uh, scholastic uh, sports? I heard about that. for ESPN. He he did all. It was all about high school sports. They don't nice. even do that show anymore because ESPN used to show all the time. Would show high school football games and stuff. Now you can see it on one of their, you know, sub channels. Like, yeah, or whatever. like ESPN Two or ESPN U. One yeah, of those channels. Yeah, they'll show ESPN a high school 32. game. <laughs> yeah, you're one of their nine channels right. that they have type of things. But, yeah. Uh, oh, I can't think of – I wish I knew what that guy's name – I can't think of his name. He's looking him up right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that uh, – good stuff. Well, he yeah. stole it from that guy. That's yeah, probably. I, well, Joe Biden steals everything. He hasn't come up with an original line, although most of his lines now are original to him because he doesn't remember that he said it before. Oh, man. Okay, I got it. What? Well, it was three guys, actually, because it was a segment – it was Chris Berman. Yeah, Chris Berman. Yep, Tom Jackson. Yeah, Berman was. Tom Jackson. But Berman's been around since the very beginning almost. Yeah, forever. He's the guy who said, come on, man. Come they on. Had a song on that, so oh, my yeah, God. He's the one who That's started. He's one. And you know who picked up on that was uh, Ditka. Yes. Well, like I said, it was a segment. It was those guys. It was Chris Berman. It was Tom Jackson. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, Mike Ditka and Chris Carter. But they did that segment because Berman used to always say that. Yeah. Come on, man. Give my son a job yeah. he doesn't deserve. I mean, yeah, it was a hit. Yeah. I'm just telling you, that's great. Berman, wouldn't, he think of some, him. Wouldn't, wouldn't Joe Biden going to whip somebody he behind the gym? go all the way. <laughs> then fumble the football. Come on, man. Come on, man. Joe Biden might go all the way. Come oh, on, man. Yeah, yeah. Biden is done. Biden is finished. He really... <laughs> Mark Stein talked about that. Today. You want to hear some sounds? Really? I do, yeah. I got I, some sounds for you. Mark Stein is really This is from brilliant. Stein. Let me let me play this. This was cut number, uh, uh, what we got here? Is that number four, I think, today? Cut number four. Here we go. Uh, Tucker Carlson with Mark Stein. Poor Joe Biden. He was already faltering in the polls. Now the Democratic Party's plan to impeach the president centers around a cushy deal that Biden's son got from the Ukrainians. So if Biden is the victim here, his party isn't quite acting like it. Last night, Biden admitted that in the middle of this dramatic test for American democracy, his best friend, his mentor, his closest pal in the world, Barack H. Obama, hasn't even bothered to call him at all. Have you heard from President Obama this week? No, I haven't. You have not? I have not. No. (laughs) You guys don't talk about this kind of stuff? No, we don't talk about this kind of stuff. Author and columnist Mark Stein has a keen eye for poignant moments like that, and he joins us today. So this made me, maybe more than anything I've ever seen, feel sad for Joe Biden. Here he's, he's running on the Obama legacy. Obama clearly doesn't like him. 
and they don't actually talk. So what does that tell you? Yeah, it, it, uh, it says that uh, Democrats don't actually think uh, Joe Biden can go the distance. And uh, impeachment, uh, we know, will not take out President Trump. But it seems almost certain, in fact, to take out Joe Biden, which is why not only uh, Obama, but uh, the Democrats running in 2020, all of them today uh, were gung-ho for impeachment. And not one of them had a word to say in defense of Biden or his terrible, wretched, uh, prima facie corrupt son, Hunter. Well, this, I mean, I, I mean, Joe Biden, I guess I'm, I'm speechless because we called this very early on this show. Whoever mm. convinced Joe Biden to get into this race clearly hates Joe Biden because it could never have ended any other way but the way it's about to end, which is in total and utter humiliation at the end of a very long political career. No, when he ran 30 years ago, he was a narcissist then. So he always uh, self-aggrandized to a ludicrous degree, saying he came right. number one in his college course. 30 years on, he's self-aggrandizing about far more important issues. The defense of, uh, of Democrats is that, oh, yeah, Joe Biden may have said he got rid of this uh, prosecutor, but all the governments, every government in Europe wanted this prosecutor gone. That may be true, but the foreign minister of Germany or the foreign minister of France didn't go on TV and brag about how he gave a six-hour ultimatum to a foreign government to fire its prosecutor general. The only politician on earth who did that is Joe Biden. And then he's surprised that suddenly people are excited about why Hunter Biden is getting 50 grand a month in a country where the average wage at that time was $200 a month, uh, where, uh, where the guy he's working for, who's giving him this money, uh, is a Ukrainian oligarch, uh, and he puts Hunter Biden on the board at the time that an international anti-corruption festival in uh, London actually has Biden as its, uh, the, the Biden company as its exhibit A in global corruption. Unbelievable. It's an amazing story. And I, I fear Biden will be out of the race before we hear all of its details. But thank you oh, for yeah. that. Mark Stein, He's great done. to see you. There you go. Thanks a lot, Tucker. That's what you get on my show. That's exactly right. You get the information like that. Wow. I'll tell you who, if they, the Democrats are smart, they might. And, and I'm not saying that she's, uh, you know, she's as nutty as any lefty is. But that right. Tulsi Gabbard. She comes across as having kind of a level head. That's exactly right. And you know who I uh, – Klobuchar. Again, they're all a bunch of lefties. I don't agree with the policies, but they don't come off sounding bonkers. Tulsi Gabbard doesn't come off sounding bonkers. No. Um, Klobuchar doesn't come off sounding bonkers. I don't agree with their policies, but they're not – the wingnut stuff that you hear coming out of the the Betos, the Warrens, um, the, the Bidens, even. Well, now. Biden. Biden is now is saying he wants to tax Wall Street. Yeah, no, the problem with oh, Biden is God. it's not that he's saying bonker policies. It's that the sentences are uh, of watching a guy collapse in front of you on television. So forget about the policies. The, the, the sentences themselves are just gobbledygook yeah he's he, he just doesn't have it together to be able to run a mcdonald's no less run for president yeah 
Yeah, I, I and agree. no insult to McDonald's. I apologize. Yeah, it's probably, I was, it's oh, probably not easy to run a McDonald's, you know. <laughs> and now I'm gonna get you. Write your letters, Dave. No, Elswick. don't send them to okay, me, man. One thousand one. He's the one over oh, here. Oh my man. gosh! Send them. Send, the, send them to the, the chancellor best, at UALR. They, they are the best. They are the best fries. <laughs> they are yes, they fries. are. No, no, they, no. Can I share a story about yes. this? Yeah. I had fr- a friend of mine when I was younger in my my mid-20s, and I was working as everybody does, and I was selling vacuum cleaners, and at the time, door-to-door. And this guy was doing the same thing because his dad wanted him to know what hard work was, and his dad owned a whole bunch of uh, Burger Kings. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to him one day, and he goes, Dave, you're not going to believe this. we got a brand-new French fry coming out. I go, yeah. I said, uh, that's what I really like about McDonald's. He says, exactly. Yeah. He says, uh, we understand that uh, that's where we're falling short at. Right. On, on, uh, on the, and they came, they had spent millions of dollars no trying to come up with a uh, French fry that was as good as what McDonald's had. Still wasn't Still as good. Still wasn't. Wasn't. They soaked that in. By the way, uh, I lived up in North Dakota, up mm-hmm. in Grand Forks. And they grow the potatoes up there that they use. Yeah, they're owned by the the potato farm is owned by McDonald's. Yeah, there's no nice. messing around. And they make it, and they 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 get the potatoes, they cut them fresh, and they dump them in water. It's a, a sugar water of some kind. Nice. And they, but you don't know what the measurements oh, are. It's so good. No, they're good. Fries are the best with a lot of salt. I'm not talking about just the salt that they put on it. I'm talking about. Getting the little packages and, adding to, and look like you got snow-capped little mountains. You're you're going to give yourself a I stroke. I got to go get right? some fries right now. I need to wear the we McDonald's need some fries. fries. We need some fries. Oh, I man. love. I love. I I got to be on. I haven't had McDonald's fries in almost a year. Oh, Chris and I because I mean, I've not lost all this weight. Lost weight. That's, what I'm, you, that's how I'm doing it. Chris and I went the other day to what's in the, the uh, Chick Fil A. Chick-fil-A. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Holy bird. Holy bird! I think Rob yeah. had a great, great comment. Government could never do no, no. Chick Fil A. You should have seen they had people lined up taking your order. Three people back. There were like twenty cars. Yeah. And I said to Chris, "I'm not waiting online." He goes, "Watch, wait for it." Yeah, they, they show up outside. Oh my gosh! I've like, had to take the order. Yeah. Pay for the order, right? Pick up the order, and the condiments are at the very end. Yeah, but we didn't even get to the window. We had everything done. It's just you're there, and all of a sudden, it just shows up. <laughs> You know, sounds good. Oh, it's they, and that's mm. the point. That's private industry. Yeah, taking risks. If they lose money, if the, if their assessment doesn't work, guess who loses the money? They do, right. not you, because right. you're not bankrolling them. And that's why they have an incentive to do it right. None of that, none of that happens when government runs something in a socialist system. I, I want to apply Chick Fil A's theory to the DMV, or how about healthcare? How about healthcare? But what what do the lefties want to do? The opposite. Instead oh of the, improving gosh. it by making it more efficient, hey, give people no incentive to get it right. Keep paying them. <laughs> because the 400,000 deaths a year we have from crappy medicine already, that's going to go down? Oh, no. All right. A break. We'll be back. we got more to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. <laughs> All right, we're back. Man, I'm trying I'm to glad. keep these two guys in check. 
They're out of control, folks. Let me tell you. I'm taking over the show. It's a mutiny. It's a Dave Ellswick show. Without Dave Ellswick, yeah. without Chris Corbett. I'm just it's, telling you, I there are people who told me that I should take my show to satellite radio. Yeah, to Vegas. He needs to take a show to Vegas. Start putting fans and stuff around. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, and there's another... Never anything behind the fans, yeah. you know, the feather fans. Right. Oh, it's, yeah. it's just that you think that there is. That's so right. you, I saw. You didn't see nothing. Right. Yeah. She's wearing a, you know, a, a suit that's skin colored. Right. You know, oh, it was a Fanny, whatever her name was. Fanny Bruce, I think. Isn't that right? Number. That's going back to my really young days. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't know. Anyway. anyway. All right. So let's talk about one, a little bit that we were talking about during the break. And yeah. that is. Sarah mm-hmm. is back in uh, in in Arkansas. She's in Arkansas. Yeah. She's in Arkansas. Yeah, I had a picture that uh, came up on my Instagram of her oh. with uh, Leslie Rutledge. Mm-hmm. Okay, they were together. They're good friends. They're very yeah, good they? friends. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, you said you ran into I ran Tim into Griffin. Tim, Tim Griffin uh, at uh, Flying Fish actually this afternoon. Right on. Um, good place he, to eat. What's that? Good place. A great to eat. place. And he was with David Ray. Who, as you know, is running for a state rep. He's taking uh, House's old seat. Right. And, of course, Tim is running for governor. And, and I support Tim. Uh, uh, I believe he's the right person at the right time for this state to move us forward towards this conservative agenda that you and I, uh, uh, Dave, have been talking about for some time. Yeah. Uh, and 20 years. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> nice. No, that's right. And, uh, you know, Tim is a... Um, He's he's still in the military. He's got a combat action badge, actually, because colonel was, now. Yeah, colonel, full colonel. He's going to war college. Yeah, is that right? He's he got a full colonel. He's, he's a bird. He full are, bird. Yeah, he may be yeah. already a graduate of war college. Yeah, I, I think he might have. That's a big deal. And yeah. as you know, he's a, he's a lawyer, uh, and he was a. I think he was a U.S. attorney. He's really and he worked. Yeah, in the Eastern Bush administration. Division. Eastern Division, right? And he worked in the Bush administration. So I really, and of course, he's been lieutenant governor. He will have been lieutenant governor now for eight years at the end of his second term. So uh, he's obviously quite qualified. I got to know Tim when he was counting chads. Right. Down in Florida. Oh, really? Yeah, during the Bush Gore thing. Really? Yeah, he was down down in Florida taking care of that. That's exactly right. He came on the show and talked about it. Wow. And the rumor Sarah's going to run against him. Yep, Sarah Huckabee. Well, the rumor the rumor got started when when Trump said you should go back to back to Arkansas and run for governor. I like rumors; they have half truths to them. Half falsehoods, right? Yeah. So So anyway, we're going to see if it happens. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I've said it all along. She is a smart, capable individual. Yes, she is. So it's not as if I'm saying, oh, there's no way. But I think at this time, the direction the state has taken with the experience that Tim brings uh, being in state, uh, I think he's the right person at the right time for that position. So that's why I'm supporting Tim Griffin. In some respects, we're lucky because uh, if, if she were to run, um, and it, you know, it would cost money and that would be unfortunate, but if she were to run, at least we wouldn't have to worry about some sort of crackpot running. She's not, she's a legitimate uh, candidate, candidate, right. But I do think as we've discussed, uh, Tim is the right person for the job at, uh, in, in the right place at this time. Well, Chris, I appreciate you coming in and answering, uh, legal questions. Thank you, sir. Today. No charge to this show you nor bet. to anybody who called in. 
Again, if somebody wants to give you a ring, what is your number? 501-255-0112. All right. That's where you call them. And uh, thank you, Mr. Steinbach, for Always coming in. You'll be back on Monday. We'll be able to. We'll be I may not be. I think Monday's a Jewish holiday. So. No, it is yeah. New Year, right. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. That's okay. Right on. So. All right. Well, Chris, I need you to come in. Now. I'm in. All Let right. Me know what so bring Chris in. We got to got to have the legal side of all of it. So that's all coming your way on uh, Monday. Elizabeth will be here. We got a lot to talk about. Come Monday, I also have a special guest, and that is going to be U.S. Army Major General Retired Mark Graham the director of veterans for warriors you know he's going to talk about suicide and by military vets it's terrible, terrible. and we'll seriously, talk about it seriously. on monday that's, that's coming up it's a real issue remember god gave you a whole week of life give him at least one hour this weekend to find out what he has to say to you see you monday at two god bless thank you